All right, it's hey. the 3rd of September. Oh, gosh. Yeah, man, y'all always remember. Yeah. Yes, I will. Yes, I will. Come on, get, get some soul, Dennis Edwards. Get some soul. What's up, everybody? You ain't seen these good-looking faces in a long time. How are you? Hey, y'all. Welcome. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome you, welcome me, welcome us. All right, we back at What's Up in the Cup, bringing it back to you once again. We out here in Edo and local group. Hang it out hold with on, the hold on, hold on, hold on. Near oh. north side. Near north. This, this is near north. Yeah, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. This is not Edo. This is no, not this Edo. is not Edo. Yeah. Okay, I need, I need to part. know my direction of yeah. Well, then excuse yeah. me. He's right. He's right. Jorge would know. He would know. He's here. He may all not the time. let you know all the time, but he gonna know. He's here all the time. Let's <laughs> try to tell you the truth, man. Yeah. yeah. Near yeah. north. Near north side. At local group. And we're hanging out. We're drinking us some beer. It's a nice rainy day, but we out here still kicking it. You can see it's still live and people are still here hanging out. And we came here to bring you a show so we can get the inside scoop on local group. And Jorge, wait a minute. And if, and if you know, then you know. But uh, the last time we talked to Jorge, he was not at local group. And we're going to talk about that today. Yeah. All good, yeah. Yeah. Well, so, cheers. Hey, excited. Welcome. Cheers. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank again, you for yeah. sitting down with us and making some time for us today. I'm excited about you're, this. You're yeah. a busy man in here, dog. This is this thing is popping, dude. That's, First day of college football, too. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's it's uh, it's a great holiday weekend to kick things off, and yeah. I mean, this is kind of like the goal. It's like you want to open up something like this and just constantly have people coming through. And no, no diss to anybody, but it feels a lot different atmospherically than yeah. it did before. Like it is. It feels different up in here. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, the party, the party quotient has, has moved up a bar. Yeah, yeah. We got a little party. What's that? A uh, right. Okay. Right. Yeah. We had a party last time we were here, but the kids were not as off the chain. <laughs> no. We were, last, time, last time we were here, we were, I, we were drinking and eating. And, it was and them kids time. were on Ritalin. I don't care what you say. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, These we, kids we are different. A, we made a lot of like little changes. <laughs> yeah, no, it's different. Here, so yeah. yeah, it's 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 a little comfortable. You got some couches up in here. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That yeah, was, uh, that was the office. You know, it's yeah. like if I'm gonna be here, it's like I gotta be comfortable at work. Hell so. yeah, I love that. So so cool, man. So uh, thank you for having us again. For yeah. Sure. So now this is your know, platform, man, because um, you know our interaction. We have we have we have interaction for a very long time. Uh, and you've been very supportive of our group and very Hell helpful yeah. us, and we we appreciate that. That's why Absolutely. we're happy to be here. Absolutely, yeah. man. You know it's I mean? it's yeah. everyone together, you know. Yeah, yeah. So when you said you were making this move, man, why don't you give us some backstory to that, dude? Because you you kind of kept it silent, which we understand, but give yeah. us some backstory of it. I mean, so obviously, it's like since the last time, it's like I was at Hauler, and so I was um, hospitality director over there, and I'd been there. Three years, three months. And I did not know that that was your official title. Yeah, hospitality okay. director, okay. Uh, director of hospitality. I, I forget now at this point, but um, <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, you know, it's three years, three months of you know being at an independent craft brewery. So uh, just seeing it through the pandemic and being there day to day, and just kind of at the end of it, it's like you know, I was I was there, and I was just like looking back on everything that we had done as a team and accomplished. Y'all done a lot, and uh, kind of just reflect on man the, the days where we you know first opened up the garage doors, set up beer to go, and just like took it from one beer at a time. Really, it's like uh, that's it was 
to, to sit down and like think about that, I was like, man, that was that was a lot. There was Mondays, it was a lot. It was Mondays where it was just like, all right, it was just me, and it's like, cool. If I sold four beers, cool. I mean, but y'all were fully functioning during the pandemic, which was cool because a lot of us, you know, we were looking for an outlet. We were looking for somewhere safe and clean, and we found all of that at Holler. Oh, yeah. And you can't say that about all the local breweries. And and you can't say that about uh, most places or some no, places you can't. out there. Yeah, so it yeah. didn't matter if it's a brewery or not. I mean, Had right. me feeling like that uh, Dr. Dre video. <laughs> like. Especially during those kind of sensitive times. <laughs> like, yeah. You really, yeah. really needed to run a clean shop. And right. ultimately, it's, it's one of the kind of like my ideas on like success is success is a habit it's not so much mm-hmm. about you know numbers but it's like all about your habits because your habits are going to build your routines your routines are going to build your consistency right and your consistency is what's going to be day in and day out you know that's very insightful for someone your age like for real i've read a few books cool. right? but, uh, <laughs> i mean uh, though yeah. but we read all books. read them it doesn't mean we all follow <laughs> you know yeah. for real hey. and, really. we, and we gotta realize we're the generation that people Getting about books sometimes. Books are books. Books hold books a lot are, of truth. Books, you know? hey, I, read, I read with books too. Dear. I don't forget about books. I don't know if you read with books. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> meanwhile, back in the back cave before I was rudely interrupted. <laughs> uh, we read. No, we, yeah. we read no, though. We, we, we okay. Read, yeah. read Z don't read except for. Um, I know we live. I will say what I do now is um, I do do audiobooks, so yeah. it's like oh, I don't really yeah. so much have so much time to sit down and read, but it's like I got a 30-minute commute somewhere. That's a good time to put in like a chapter or two. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. that's good. But you know what? I like uh, regular books. I like paperback. I like, you know, the paper because I take it in better. Uh-huh. I remember it. Mm-hmm. I receive it. For me, but, yeah. I'll be reading and it's like. I'll find a clip and I'm like, man, I don't even, I don't even retain any of that. Right, right. That's what I mean. Like three times. Yeah. And when I do audio books, it doesn't work like that. I don't retain it as much. Yeah. yeah. So, so this news, man, give us your background, man, because now this is yeah. the opportunity we get to spotlight you. Sure. Yeah. So or hey, up in so this mud. You're from here. I'm born and raised here. Yeah. All right. So yeah. start there. Well, start with my parents, man. They uh, they migrated from Mexico here, oh, so wow. it's like they they crossed the river, you know, just nothing but you know hopes and dreams and nothing in their pockets clothes they had on their back not knowing anybody over here but so. that hard work ethic is yeah instilled for sure, in you. For sure. Yeah. yeah it's like they're they're my biggest motivations you know it's a lot of who i am and what i am is because of them so it's like even like on my tattoos they represent my parents and i'm someone in between both of them wow um, oh, yeah and and you know it's uh, i always think about it it's like man it's they met at a red lobster that was one of their first jobs and so yeah i, I kind of just grew up around the restaurant industry i never really understood yeah. it because it's like I never spent much time as a kid at restaurants, but when I was at home, we had these kind of pictures. We had the big, uh, the big trays. <laughs> right, they the bring the a scallop home. Nah, I mean, yeah, that was your life. That's well, what you had understood. The, uh, my mom would store the containers of, uh, she'd store the rice in containers of like Alfredo, like the bulk Alfredo sauce and stuff. So oh, it was wow. like, it's like, I, I never understood it. It's like, why, why is everything so like labeled like a restaurant? And right. Then, you know, just kind of like reflecting on and it. And then when you went and worked when you're like, this is so familiar. And I was like, that's the stuff we have at home. It's like, I don't see it in any other places, right. biggest places, though. It's like, I don't But know, you I were like, understood. I got this. Yeah. It, it started making sense, you know. So you start seeing all these bulk utilities that kitchens use. Right. But, uh. Look at that. I got the cheddar biscuits right in there. Get the cheddar biscuits out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so it's like, uh, you know. Uh, my parents have always been workers. They've always been kind of like entrepreneurs. 
Um, we would sell uh, jewelry on the weekends. My father was always working at a pawn shop. And mm. He was managing pawn shops ever since I was a little kid. So now that's a whole different ball game because pawn shops can be a little rough. So pawn shops, yeah. I mean that's the perception, and that's all. Most of the time, but people not all are the like, time. I tell people, oh yeah, my first job was three years working at a pawn shop underneath my dad, and it's like, man, you got some stories, and it's really if if that's like we can we can focus on that there's a lot of great stories that come out of there but really the the real truth from that job was that you have to know a lot about a lot of things mm-hmm. a lot about a lot so like tools jewelry right. entertainment the value TVs, of anything ex- yeah exactly. somebody comes in and says hey i need money for this right on the most transactional terms it's right like you it's like okay well how do you put a value on that, right? Right, right. Especially if it's something like jewelry-wise that has more sentimental value for them. But it's like it comes down to kind of like the what, what really is it? What's the, what, what could I sell it for, too? Right, exactly. Yeah. So it's uh, really learning from to negotiate from the very first job that's you kind ever of have. A, that's a very important skill that most people don't get to learn early on, though. Absolutely, yeah. Because if you knew that, you know, you know, first of all, you understand your value, your worth. You know, you know, not to go for the lowest bidder or the oh, highest yeah. bidder all the time because right. it may not work out for you for whatever reason. But you also uh, kind of get to know people and how to kind of play them and how to make it, well, it make it, make it, <laughs> make it be good for well, you. It's negotiating. It's, it's yeah. negotiating yeah. a very vulnerable situation. It because is. It's like you on on your side. It's like you want to get the most that you can. Right. And then kind of selfishly thinking about it, so you also want to give up the least that you can. Right. But then when, you know, there's compassion involved and when you're thinking about humans, it's like, okay, well, I want to make it fair. Right. And then when you think about the business, it's like, oh, I need to win. So it's like. But that's what makes you good at managing people because you understand all of that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. trying to keep it in mind. Yeah, for real. But also it probably makes you very shrewd. Um do so, you are you shrewd? Uh, would you admit to it? I, well, first of all, it's like I'm having a hard time understanding what shrewd is. Yeah, it's like shrewd just means like you gonna get down to the the bottom, well, the black ass bottom yeah, line, straightforward. and you're not gonna fuck around with like the BS. Sure. Yeah. I mean, if if you talk to people that have worked for me before, it's, they'll tell you I'm pretty straightforward. That I'll keep it. I'll yeah. keep it real. Like yeah. I'm not here to sugarcoat anything. That's better than not. Yeah. I'm not <laughs> a me. I'm not a compliment sandwich type of manager. Right. Either, right. So. Right. Right. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. But uh, that's that's like the first first thing was like working three years at a pawn shop and learning so much about a whole lot, which is where I quickly, like I quickly uh, found a liking to like uh, live music and DJ sets and entertainment and like disco oh. lights. And I didn't like know that. that about you. Yeah. I used to DJ when I was in high school. So oh. from being at the pawn shop, I sourced a lot of my microphones. I sourced a lot of my speakers, all my amplifiers. Wow. Oh, wow. Same thing with like car audio. It's like I love music. So what, kind, what kind of music did you DJ? A, a little bit of everything. So my biggest gigs were quinceañeras, so a lot of you know Hispanic music, merengue, cumbia, bachata, reggaeton. Oh, yeah. But then I love hip hop, I love rap. It's like I love all that kind of like dance music and everything. And I even throw in like EDM and things too. So just being able to appreciate the wide variety of music that is out there. Where did you pick up your diversity? Like, what was it that gave you the diversity? Just um, was it your high school? Maybe the high school had to do a lot, but uh, just reflecting on it, like I've been uh, very fortunate to be in a very diverse kind of community my whole life me too um, yeah. and like I, I went to my home uh, elementary school shout out to Garden Villas anybody still following me Garden Villas Garden, Garden Villas I've been here out there by Hobby Airport but um, oh, I mean that, that was a, <laughs> that was diverse and yeah. then when I went to uh, Lanier Middle School that place was diverse as well I went to Lanier yeah I went to Lanier okay 
Uh, I'm just learning all this stuff about hey, you. I'm like, so I'm just like, really? <laughs> wow, okay. Yeah. I didn't know all this. And then all I right. went from Lanier to DeBakey. And okay. uh, DeBakey was really diverse. Like, yeah. I thought Houston was diverse, and then I really got a good understanding of it at DeBakey. Yeah. And then I went to U of H. Within U of H is like really Very, diverse. Yeah. So it's like, and then. So, yeah. so when you first got into to into debaking, what did you get in for? Uh, my mom. So it was just like uh, I was applying for high schools. I wanted to go to like Lamar. I wanted uh, to go to Bel Air. Right. I mean, that's where all the cool kids went. That's all the cool kids to went to yeah. Lamar, right? Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> when I got that rejection notice, I was like, all right, all right. I lived in the burbs. I didn't have the options. So yeah, lucky you. That chip on that shoulder <laughs> grew right then and there. It was like, all right, I'm not good enough to get into Lamar or Bel Air. I was like, all right took that on as a challenge and then uh, i had a test into the baking which when i left that test I, I i didn't know left from right i was like there were the, the patterns were like okay it's square triangle rectangle right oval. right right What's which next? was next and they yeah. showed you like a star or a pentagon and i was like man i got no clue it's like the fuck yeah i'm laughing at leo connecting with you he's he's just uh our, our engineer DJ Leo the Great, yeah. he's just really connecting with your story because I think he he went through some of the same stuff. So when you first went to Debakey, what was it for? You didn't say. Uh, uh, so primarily my mom. So it's like uh, I applied <laughs> to Chavez, and uh, I got into Chavez, and um, I had to make a choice. And she kind of left it up to me. She was like, "All right, you have a choice between Chavez or you have a choice between Debakey. Debakey is a great opportunity. Uh, obviously, it's like where she would have wanted me to go." And um, I don't know. Just a better choice overall, right? Yeah, but yeah. during those those teen years, you know, I was very selfish. I was like, man, I, yeah. I'd rather go to Chavez where I know it's like... You know some people, well, it's not, cool. Not, not so much know some people, but it's like, man, it's, it's going to be cooler. It's like, you know, kind of where the area where I'm from anyways. And it's like, I'll be more familiar. I'll be more close to home. Yeah. I was like, kind of more of the unknown at Debakey. It's like being around smart people. Part of me was intimidated as well. Right. Um, and uh, people that Not realizing doctors. that that was actually where you belonged. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, it seems like part of it is for your sharpening. You're like, like where's my comfort level? And then where's my sharpening going to take place? Sure. And, and so like, there was a summer of like reflection there that I had to have. And uh, at the end of it, I came out. It's like, all right, well, you know, let's let's go with Debakey. Let's make that choice. I was like, it's going to be the hard choice, uh, but I guess I'm always one that's willing to do work on the front end so that I can just, like, let go at the back end and just, like, kind of enjoy it. Mm. So it's like maybe put in some hard work right now during high school, and then it'll maybe make life easier. So what I'm asking, though, is what did you originally go to DeBakey for? Because it's, right, that it's medical school? preparatory. Right. Yeah. It's, yeah, so what were you trying to do at first? Uh, make yeah. my mom happy. <laughs> no, so, but I mean, but, like, you didn't, I didn't have, have anything didn't in have mind? Any, no, no, I didn't have anything in mind wow. for, for medical school. I did not want to be a doctor. I didn't want to do... But you were like, she wants me in she here, wants I'm me going. There. I'm going to go for her, yeah, for sure. It's like, yeah, I mean, she did a lot of hard work to get me into Lanier. She did a lot of hard work to get me tested into... For her to be a, a, somebody that came here from another country, like, and then her son to be able to get into debate, that's a big deal. So, so... What is, how is your mom now? Uh-huh. Is she, she's still with us? Yeah. So how is she now? And what does she think about all these decisions you've been making in the uh, last year? I mean, well, um, she's always told me she's been proud of me in my entire life every single day. So again, like they're, they're my biggest motivators. My parents have never, right. never let me down on anything right. like that. Yeah. Uh, so I owe a lot to them. And, and, you know, my best way to me express my gratitude is to kind of just actually show it in my, in my worth and what yeah. I do every day. So yeah. I, try, I try to live up to that uh, a lot. Uh, but 
Yeah, I mean, it, it was, I went to the bakery because of, of that, and like, it's, I didn't want to put all her hard work to to, to waste. Yeah, yeah, it's just like that's so sweet. Not to talk down on Javez at all, or, or no, but it's like the opportunity was there at the bakery. And honestly, like the first two years that I was there, I was trying to fail out. I was I was pretty miserable. I was a I was a knucklehead. You know, I was young. I was dumb. Just <laughs> trying to be hard. Yeah. Missing the old the old place or whatever. Yeah, I mean, uh, I was He's very, like all these nerds. I was very different, you know, especially coming yeah. from Lanier. It's like kind of going from uh, the only time I made all A's was in fifth grade, which I, which is why I think I got into Lanier's because they saw that and they're like, okay, he's 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 grown, he's progressed, he's figured it's out. Well rounded, right? Yeah. And then I go into Lanier and it's like I'm trying and then I'm not trying and I'm trying to fit in, so I'm trying to be cool and I learn to be cool. And then it's like I learned to pick up basketball and I try to play basketball. Oh, you but play basketball? I played basketball I for a little bit. I was a bench warmer. Like I, <laughs> my, my grades were never good enough to play in real games until like oh, they're like, wow. hey, look, here's the cutoff. If you don't, wow. if you're not passing in these uh, <laughs> right. classes, you're not. Sorry, you can't play by. Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> right, right. Uh, we have some spots open in student council. Right. My, my, right. Uh, my one highlight in my career was when I, uh, <laughs> you know, I was like five seven and I blocked our six foot center. Like, oh shoot. I was in practice. Like I just I made a like, it. Yeah, that was, that's that right. Was, that's that was, Jorge. That was a really good moment in my life. Fuck yeah. with me. And I was like, all right, I'm, I'm good. Um, you can do that. You can do anything. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Right? What I learned was timing. Timing, timing is important. Timing is everything. Yeah. 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 Timing is important. And everyone has needs. Oh, yeah. And that's cool, man, because it seems like uh, that obviously comes from somewhere, man, because when you when you work and the times we kind of, when you move into, let's just kind of talk when you move to the beer industry, you know, it's, it's kind of like you would, when you operate and kind of control things when you were at Holland, you know, you just kind of made sure everything was right. You never really got into the good time of it. You just kind of like did your work, man. Is that, is that, that is, am I accurate in that? Uh, no, I always had a great time there. I mean, I mean, you have a great time, but, but you, you, you would definitely focus on doing your job. First. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, you know, if I get hired for a purpose, if somebody's, you know, willing to invest some money into me and it's like, yeah, well, I want to make sure that. I'm not shorting anybody in that, you know, just trying to be, you know, that's part of negotiations. It's like, yeah, you're going to guarantee me this salary. You're going to guarantee me these benefits. Then it's like, I'm going to guarantee you my work ethic, which, which is for me, it's like, yeah, that's, that's where your value is at as an employer. Okay. So let's segue into where we are right now. Yeah. Yeah. How did this happen? How did, how did <laughs> yeah, this happen? I mean, how did this from, happen? Even from us, we feel them. Hey, no, I no, mean, no. So, I understand. No, it's all good. Um, so. Uh, just around the time, you know, it's three years, three months over at Holler, and I, you know, I was looking back on all the work and everything that we had accomplished. Um, Why and do I imagine you counting it down? Three years, three months, huh? Uh, yeah, I mean, but I wasn't. <laughs> it was just a matter of just like okay. building it back up and <laughs> kind of right. reaching a place where you know I was, I was seeing that I was comfortable and I had plateaued and I had you know maybe a little too comfortable. Yeah, too comfortable. Yeah. I got into you know I was looking for other things to kind of just help me just express myself even more because mm-hmm. um, I, I need a constant challenge i need something to kind of just press i'm me. the same way i understand that yeah, yeah. and so i just you know I, I didn't i didn't know what else i could do there um mm. i mean there's plenty of other things other roles i could go out and be a sales rep i could go and do distribution and things but uh i like my back i like being able to walk and run and being able to do things and picking, <laughs> up, picking up kegs is not a hobby i want to take on but right um so just kind of reflecting on that and i was like you know what maybe this is a good time to to leave hauler and so i had already kind of stepped in that direction of leaving hauler not really knowing what i was going to do next but um knowing what i had accomplished given the pandemic 
I felt that I could still go into any industry, even if it was, I was considering leaving the brewing industry as well. Really? Yeah. Um, just maybe. Even were you? Were, did you? Did you go through something? I'm sorry. It was like where you kind of felt burned out a little bit, but it was because maybe you were bored with the mundane everyday um, stuff. Well, I mean, it's it's. Oh, it's, well, um, you were bored with the mundane everyday <laughs> stuff. Nothing is ever too mundane. Um, no, a big motivation too though was uh, thinking about the future and thinking about my daughter. Mm. So now that she's about to turn one here soon, it's you know I just want to make sure that I'm making the best decisions with her in mind as well. So you were thinking like Biggie. I'm thinking just I need something bigger. You know, yeah. I need a bigger opportunity. There's something out there, and if if it's not out there, then that means it's time for me to step up and do my own thing. Mm. All right. So now. You make it because the last time we saw you at Holler, we were talking about you were just kind of like, I'm gonna take me a break and figure some things out. What was going on through that process before you, and then what took you into this? Um, just different conversations with different people. You know, yeah. it's when 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 I uh, reached that point and I was taking some time off. It's like, well, it wasn't so much the work, but it was like, yeah, I, I definitely had already built kind of like a routine of talking to certain people and people that I took. Mm-hmm. Kind of like mentorship from. There was people that I really appreciated during those times and just talking to on the daily and just kind of, oh, hey, it's like, let's talk about your life story and like listening to their their mm-hmm. journeys and what they did. And I was like gaining a lot of insight from other people. Um, but just kind of. Do, do you have a specific mentor? Uh, no, I don't. But you just, you just kind of got advice from or everyone. whatever. Yeah, yeah, I mean, because it's like. I, can learn. I, I feel like mentorship is very important. Yeah. I, I, I feel like. Um, yeah. No, I don't have a specific mentor. I don't think I've ever actually had one, but I consider all my friends and my peers people that I can definitely learn from. So, you know, I think all of our paths are a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, I, I'm not opposed to it either if I meet somebody that's like, hey, you know what, that's that's pretty awesome, that's inspiring. Yeah. Do you mind if I pick your brain? Um, you, yeah, it's, it's, it's about just gaining some perspective, getting different perspectives and sure. figuring out what works for you. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I, have, I have about, I have three mentors, right? And... I get completely different perspectives from each one, but, and they all do different things. They all do very different jobs, right? I'm sorry, I let you go empty. Oh, thank you. But Am they, I one of your mentors? You listen to me? Nope. I listen to you, but you're not a mentor, sir. But, uh, but no, 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 but seriously, they have given me a lot of really good insight on things that I don't realize about myself, as well as you know things that I don't even look at on a on a broader picture, and I I think that people take that lightly, and it's good for anybody, everyone, mm-hmm. to get a mentor. Yeah. You don't have to have a mentor in the the field that you're in. Yeah, no, absolutely. But not. a mentor period yeah. that can help drive you yeah. and also help uh, help you see things from another perspective. I guess from the bartending perspective, like a lot of it is people come in and they you know they purchase a beer but uh the one thing that i've always been able to do is get more out of it for me you know outside of the business more than just a transaction it's mm-hmm. a, for sure i'll go in there and it's like hey you know i'll see them i'll start talking to them and say cool what do you do and then just once you get a beer into somebody and once you start get them to start talking about you get them open oh, oh they, they start opening up like that's how you build a relationship yeah. with us absolutely <laughs> yeah um, so um no i was able to meet some incredible people at holler right. and so those are some of the people that i still kind of met up and still to this day i'll still talk to and so Again, people outside of the industry, people that don't do this. Right. I, 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 like one of these guys was a, um, he was a, um, 
what's the opposite of like a skydiver where you go into the ocean, but it's like you're a, a oh, scuba diver. Oh, why don't you? It's their yeah, deep sea diver. Yeah, like, yeah, deep sea diver. Yeah. Deep sea diver. Yeah. Like, but they make a lot of money. They yeah. make good money because there's very few of them. Mm -hmm. I yeah. used to, my neighbor was one. That is dangerous. Yeah, it's very dangerous. And then they have to do scientific shit while they're down there. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, kind of just like talking about life with him about that. You know, it's like I understood and I respected like what he did as a, an occupation. But talking more about all the life side and how life will draw you a lot of times and how do you mm -hmm. overcome and how do you deal with that. Wow. And those are the kind of real perspectives that it's like I, I took more more away from. And one of the big lessons I took away from him was integrity. Mm. It's like So, you know. You know, this company wants to talk about integrity and all these things, but really the most important te integrity is, like, how do you maintain integrity within yourself? Mm. Uh, so, how, so how did that lead to kind of making the decision that this was your next step? But that also takes a lot, from what you're saying, it takes a lot of soul searching yeah. and being very real with yourself mm -hmm. to a point where a lot of people can't be that kind of real. Mm. A lot of people don't know how to, how to uh, even have that in their head to be that kind of authentic yeah so how did you get to that point so young uh just talking to people learning from other people it's like taking taking my life one day at a time and just sympathizing empathizing with others like everybody's everybody's in their own world everybody's going through their own things i never lose sight of that mm. and uh just because especially like on the uh, bartending side if somebody comes in with a bad attitude it's you know, what, what is it your fault? No. Right? So, yeah. You know, kind of always having that as a reminder, and it's like trying to overcome that and overcome the things that you don't see. Mm -hmm. uh, just a lot of times, just self-reflecting, really. Mm. Uh, I think uh, sometimes being bored's okay because it makes you kind of just think about other things other than yeah looking for distractions. So my question for you is like, because I feel like you're very young for the type of uh, thinking that you have. Mm. So, what was the turning point like where you stopped fucking around? You stopped. Oh. You stopped. No, no. Listen. Uh -huh. You stop. You stop. Like you know, trying to play or fuck around. Not just the kids, though. Not sure. just your daughter. Mm -hmm. But what was it? Because it was before your daughter. Yeah. So what was it that made you do that 180? Where you were? Because you said you were a little bit of a hardhead mm -hmm. when you were in high school. Yeah. And so from high school to 30, which is not really that much time. What turned you around and made you be like, you know what, fuck this shit. I'm, I'm about to get this money. I'm about to do me. Yeah. I'm about to do something for my family. Like, what happened? Um, it was after uh, I was going through kind of like holiday season living in Chicago when I moved up there for a year. Oh, wow. Um, Did you know that? Yeah, so it, it, it's like. You know he's from Chicago. Uh, we can talk about that. Um, okay. So uh, when I graduated U of H, uh, I took a job. I had already had an internship in my last semester. I uh, graduated with a business management degree, uh, but I had specialized in doing human resources. Uh, in the management degree that they had, they mm -hmm. gave you two paths. They were either you mm -hmm. go into leadership or you go into HR. Mm -hmm. uh, leadership, I had already thought of. I had looked at and I was like, yeah, but to me, it seems redundant to go to college for entrepreneurship. If you're going to be an entrepreneur, you just go do it. <laughs> yeah. You don't need a college to tell you this is how. It, se it seemed like baby steps. So uh, I was like, okay, yeah, even though I am interested in leadership, I was like, well, in order to be a good leader, you got to be a good team. You got to be a good follower. You got to know how to do the work Seriously. before you can lead it. As simple as that, but it's very complicated, right? And not to knock anybody that did that. But then I knew that my weaknesses are human resources. I didn't know anything about that. Mm. I did HR. I got an HR internship. I got an HR job as soon as I graduated. Just because I went in there and talked to a school counselor. I was like, hey, look. I want to get paid when I graduate. What the point? What, what's the point of getting a degree if I'm not going to have a job when I graduate? So maybe that was part of the turning point as well. Was kind mm -hmm. of like seeing the end of the road. It was like mm -hmm. sophomore year. I was like, 
going into junior year and the summer between junior year and senior year, it's like I want to have an internship so that when I graduate, I got a job ready to go. I got to do my part too. These jobs aren't going to come But in. there was no uh, life situation that made a, well, a difference. I mean, it's a, I guess like part of that was just the progression, but the yeah. ultimate real jump was like, okay, so I did the job here in Houston. I didn't mm-hmm. like it. I uh, moved to Chicago because I got a job offer up there. And the big inspiration was my parents, like, being able to go from, you know, Mexico to here. Mm-hmm. Same thing for me. It was like, I'm going to go from Houston to Chicago. It's like, right. I have no roots up there. I got nobody up there that He's I know. going to try it out. I was like, I'm going to try it out. And it's like, the weather's different. And I was like, and you know what? My parents did that when they were in their 20s. It's like, right. I feel like I would so be able to do it. it as well. You know, it's like, hey, this is a good time for me to learn a little bit more about myself and give myself more independence. Uh, so it's, 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 you got to try it at some point. Yeah. Um, and at that point, I mean, I was still living with my parents, living with my brother. It's like, all right, now I want, like, true independence. Yeah. And uh, to, to kind of, like, still be able to rely on the comfort of being in the same city, I needed a little bit more of that. Plus, I was frustrated. I was already feeling corporate burnout. Um, so I was like, I got to go for the walls, man. I and you only it. did it for two years. Yeah. Well, that at that point, I had only done it for, like, one year. Oh, you know? my God. And you already felt burnout. Yeah. That's that's why I feel the way I feel now. Yeah. Shit. I like I, I like you know you don't realize things until people say it out loud to you. Then you're like, oh, okay. So, so in in knowing all of this and learning all of this about yourself, mm-hmm. um, are you out there for other people to mentor from you or get your mentor? Absolutely, I'd love to you know share any kind of thoughts with anybody. I'm I'm not opposed to that at all. Ooh. Um, but to kind of really quickly answer your question about like where was it? It was it was tough times because I moved in August to Chicago, and by the time December rolled around and it was actual winter over there, mm. even though the winter wasn't that bad, um, it was hard dealing with realizing that uh, seasonal depression is a real thing. Mm-hmm. So not seeing the sun or seeing the sun go mm-hmm. down at, at four thirty, you know. And spending a lot of time, I was spending an hour commuting each way, about forty-five minutes an hour each way. Oh, it's like plays uh, on your soul. Oh, for sure. Oh my and god. Like, yeah. And uh, working for a union shop and learning about union shops at a manufacturing facility was a lot to deal with as well, and that kind of like lifestyle as well. So there was a lot of education happening, and then there was a lot of learning about myself. So, yeah, I mean, I I went to a therapist. I was like, I need wow. I need help, but it's like I I can't keep doing it just like this. That's so, cool that you you sought yeah, out some yeah some absolutely help. absolutely and so. Uh, just to be able to have that insight and I took those months to do that therapy and that that kind of opened up me to a whole lot more so maybe that was where it all kind of like started changing and the questions were really being asked it's like well mm. you know what do you see yourself doing in, in your life and what do you want to do and then actually right. well it's your life so how are you going to do it so what are the steps that you got to take I think that that may have helped you more than what you think I know you know it helped but most people that are around that age don't go and seek out therapy like that about that type of situation. Yeah. And I think it gave you some clarity. Yeah, yeah. So, Z, what's up? What you got? Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get to where you, where you started. So, when this this thing, this plan, I'm trying to hear this plan. Right, right. How, How do we get here? here? I've been trying to answer that question. Actually. I know. We, we, you know. But, so, so, so what's what What's the happened? safe answer? Because so, we, 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 we Cause we we run into each other or whatever, and then you'd be like, "Okay, I'm leaving. Da, 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 I'm gonna take a break." Da, da. So put us through that plan to get here. I just want to say one time before we go through this, shouts out to Ken from Hop Topic. Thank you for showing up. Uh, yeah, hey, hey, and if Ken, if you want to come up, you can. It's open. Hey, come on and get on. Come this on, one. come on. You know, you know, you know. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but still. 
We like your input. Okay. So. Okay. Yeah. So. Testing. Testing. Yeah, you're out here. It's been tested. You're good. Oh, you can't hear. Turn your volume up. Oh, oh turn it on. Turn it on. I mean, Ken is a pro, and he should know this. Jorge knows better, and it's fine. But go ahead. Oh, wow. <laughs> I have to message you, Ken. It's not true. It's not true. I have to message you. I'm sorry. Not a pro. <laughs> nah, you know, so uh, I was taking some time off and I was just having conversations with people and just uh-huh. kind of like trying to figure out what my next move was. Right. In those conversations, you know, just meeting up with different brewery owners as well, uh, exploring opportunities, and this just happened to be one of them. What was, so what was the word about this place before you got a hold of it? Uh, it's not so much about the word, but um, just kind of even, the me, space, just, even me just being a consumer. I was coming around and like yeah. I recognized a lot of faces behind the bar. I right. you know, recognized... Uh, the area I'd known about this, like I had, I had walked through it with them whenever they were building it. Oh I was, wow! Yeah, I had already been in touch with them, like way when they were like homebrewing still in the garage. So, wow. like I already knew the owners, like Todd, right. Michael, and Huggy. I had already kind of had a relationship with them. Uh, even in the time that I was at Holler, they were coming around there a lot. They were having a lot of meetings there as well. For sure, um, and, and and I think Holler they had a bunch of guest taps between the two places. Too, yeah, right? yeah, we did a collab a couple yeah. of times over there. Right. Yeah, so they, yeah, so there was some familiarity. Yeah. There. Shout out to Huggy, like the brewing Huggy. over at a uh, hauler. That's a Swiss rolls. That uh, yeah, basically they just push wash. Well, it was it, it just, but uh, it goes to say about like how close the community is in the brewing That's industry. That's true. Yeah. It's like, and not know, bitter, just like no blood, all no love. Bad, That's what I love about it. It's yeah. all love. This is, yeah. The best. This, this is this is definitely a this is a great industry for that man because it's kind of like everybody's like let's everybody help each other. I don't know if it's the industry or this this. The part. Houston people, or, or it's probably the, the beer. Houston, it's like yeah, it's this the beer. But like I'm saying, this area though, mm-hmm. the love is strong. Like in the yeah. in the craft brewery. And we can't, and obviously yeah. we can't speak from a global standpoint. No, like um, the you know, down south, you know, everybody's kind of love each other already. You know? Right, right. I, th- I think that's kind of what it is. It's the southern hospitality. I agree with that. Yeah, because the love is it's strong. Can I like, drop a bomb? Yeah, drop it. This is my first time ever being here. Wait, here at a local? Yes. Oh, right hey, on, first man. Time. Welcome in. I've had the beer before, but never sat for it. Okay. Wow. So first impressions. Pr- first impressions. Uh, that's right. Because the last time we were here, Hop Top, the Hop Top, AK was here. AK came. And uh, Nick was here. Yeah. So you didn't play that time. But you're here. We're happy to have you here, man. Yeah. We're happy to have you here. I thought the rain was going to kill me, but nah, I made it through. Here you are. Never would have made it. (laughs) Oh, jeez. Okay. So the plan, getting in here, getting in and and, and making that chance to get this and make this part of your partnerships and all of that. What's going on? uh, You know, you recognize and you come in and look, and I'm looking around. It's like, man. This is a beautiful facility. Mm-hmm. It's a right. very well-built establishment. Right. It's, a, it's, a, it's an old building, too. It's, Full kitchen? Yeah, they kept Shit. the building, too. They didn't yeah. demolish the building just like most Houstonian businesses do. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, we just start off and start all over, and we have no historic buildings. Yeah. We don't even have foliage. Nah, so we were yeah. just talking about that the other day. <laughs> the historic buildings just don't exist. We don't anymore. have them, and not in Houston. So other cities off, are this, different. This used yeah. to be a, uh, a pattern shop, so... That was used to be the um, this the, the the train tracks right here, all the railways and yeah. everything. So they used to make molds, very custom made molds in here to be 
taking to foundries where they pour like metal into to make like big gears and stuff. Oh, right. Wow. So this was like where they made molds. Uh, they actually have the trolley system. That you can see the beam coming up right oh, there. That's so and oh. if you look above the bar, there, there's like right a little, here? yeah, right there, oh. and it loops all the way to the back of the building. That's dope as hell. Yeah. So part of part of like coming in here, it's like okay, well we knew we wanted to rebrand because we wanted to make it ourselves. You know, being from Houston, it's like okay, yeah, you know, I want to tie in Houston culture and all that too. And if you look at the city of Houston and their emblem, there's a train on there. Obviously, it's a big locomotive town. Right. It was a big right. transition town. It was town. at one point. And yeah. And so it's like yeah, you know, the thought of doing like a like a you know a train themed brewery came up, but uh, there's too many other bars already that have taken on that kind of concept. So like Railway Heights and anything that's yeah, you know, things like that. So. So, so tell us of the background of the name on that. Sure. Uh, yeah. So Gristworks, right? Introducing Gristworks. Then introducing. Introducing. Pew, pew, pew. Like, we got to make uh, a bigger hey, introduction. Yeah, no, because um, right now people know local group. Yeah. They don't know Gristworks. No, they, they absolutely yeah. don't. Um, so it's obviously a collective between me and my two other partners. So Dave and Morgan. Uh, Dave, you might recognize Dave. Um, Daddy Dave. Yeah. He used to work with me over at Holler. Right. So yeah. He was there with me. And he was there with me during the pandemic and all that as well. And even after the fact, like, even he wasn't at Holler towards the end there. But, you know, I still kept in touch with them. Really made some really good friends with them uh, and got to know them over the last couple of years. Uh, and they, they're they originally from Colorado. So oh. they moved from Colorado. Oh, okay. well, they know their beer, damn it. Yeah, so they're, they're yeah. from Colorado. They moved to Houston mm. to start a brewery like eight years ago. So they came to Houston with that intention. Wow. Yeah. So this is just kind of like a piggy or a culmination of both of our kind of like hopes and dreams together. Yeah. You know, me being from here, when I was at Chicago, I saw a lot of breweries. Uh, and I was actually down the street from like one of the first Michelin star rated brew pubs in America ever. Wow. wow. Yeah. Oh, it's closed now. It's closed. Oh, it's closed. What's the yeah. What's the place? The Chicago Booty Tongue. Booty Tongue. Okay. Oh, is the restaurant? Yeah, that's it's, Michelin. It's Michelin. Michelin star. Yeah, it's two Michelin, Michelin stars. Uh, this one was called Band of Bohemia. Oh. Wow. Yeah. Not booty tongue. <laughs> no, moody. Moody. Booty t- oh, moody. I thought you like, said booty tongue. Mood. I was like, God, what's wrong? What you thinking about? Hey, I heard yeah. that too. <laughs> booty tongue? I heard that too. <laughs> booty tongue? <laughs> no. <laughs> I was like, wait. Tiny. I don't know. <laughs> I wish you could see Leo the Great's dance right now. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't know what was going on. Like, booty uh, tongue? Gross. Wow. Right. Booty tongue. Mo- like booty gardens. Well, it does the sound tongue? like you, the mic is making your M sound. They roll like B. Oh, yeah. it's the mic. It's, it's okay. Yeah, okay. It's the mic. All right. All right, <laughs> Charlie Brown. So you got to you gotta, that you gotta correct that, sir. Okay. But, but well, like I'm going to just do like tongue. K-Solo. I'm going to spell everything out. Well, yeah, S-P-E-L-L. <laughs> Mary W-E-L-L. Right, come on, K-Solo. <laughs> <laughs> but booty tongue does not... That doesn't sound better. We'll, we'll talk about moody, moody tongue. Moody, oh, man, it's, it's an experience. I'm that sure. Is very, experience. Yeah. It's a moody tongue. <laughs> I don't like moody tongues. I like my tongue to have one mood. Okay. Anyway. It's, it's, it's a description <laughs> of your palate. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, you, not, you only saw you got caught. Kind of. <laughs> kind of. But, uh, okay, go ahead. Let's, let's keep going. I was All in Chicago right, and I saw a lot of breweries. Yeah. They, they obviously have a lot of breweries over there. And it's a more established city that has a bar culture. They right. Have a, you know, a foodie scene and mm. yeah. everything that I think Houston will have in a few years. Definitely. Yeah, it's coming. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's happening. Yeah, it absolutely. is. You know, yeah. the, the craft brewing scene here in Texas like really took off starting in 2013. And then right. here in Houston, I feel like we're delayed more from Austin. But then, right. like, Texas as a, as a whole, like, we're still very much delayed from everywhere else that already had them for, you know, But even though we're, we're delayed more in, than Austin, I feel like our scene is a little more genuine. 
Hey, I mean, I like I agree it's with marinating you. Yeah. and it's it's the growth is obvious. The yeah. growth is very it's, obvious. It's, it's also, it's probably one. like like triple the size of yeah. the amount of breweries they it have. Is. Also, it is. But I think people are very authentic. In, in the way they feel about I do love scene. Austin FYI I do too I love Austin <laughs> yeah I, I have I all just, their albums no no Austin is special but weird. I feel like our our shit yeah, but they want to be weird yeah and yeah. what I think that makes Houston more unique is that this is an inter- international city it is right. so yes. way more yeah. yeah so I would actually call us like the true American city like this yeah. is what I think Houston you heard is. that yeah yeah true I American city oh that's <laughs> yeah. That's something. Like I feel like Mr. Uh, Sylvester Turner should be here for that. <laughs> the true American city, goddamn. I think that's what we are. Yeah, right. I think yeah, we are. We're an though. international city. We're not just in Texas. We're an international city. We are. Right. People from all over the world know about Houston. Yeah, and it's yeah. More than just space. So again, yeah. going back into the rebranding, it's like we're not astronauts. We're not engineers. We're people that you know <laughs> do hospitality for a living. So, right. Right, and then uh, we obviously love beer, and uh, grist is the first process of you know grinding down your malts, and it's the first part that you have to turn your malts into. You have to turn it into grist in order to start the beer making process. Right, so it goes kind of back to the the essence, mm-hmm. the foundation, you know, mm-hmm. and the grind, the hustle, like the hard part of it. Right, you know, the, the brewer position is like really glorified. You know, and it's like, yeah, it, you can put your name on a beer, right? But yeah. the work that goes into it is more than just stirring the pot, throwing hops, and right. here we got beer. No, it's a lot. It's a whole lot work. more than that. For sure. Yeah. Hot work, too. It's like most of the breweries in town have non-air-conditioned uh, warehouse space where they're they're brewing back there. They're cleaning tanks. They're sweating their ass off. They're working mm-hmm. hard. Right. And what are they doing it for, you know? This is, this is not a, uh, you know corporate career this is no. a, a hobby this is this yeah exactly it's just, yeah. this is more than just that it's like you really gotta you gotta be into what you're doing for sure and, so, and so we appreciate that on that note let me let, let us know the changes that that i like i can already see the kitchen has changed yeah so what will be different around the brewery because yeah. i can already see that this is going to change like the, that wall oh for sure huh? like the aesthetics yeah. yeah the aesthetics will change definitely but the kitchen has changed big time. Yeah, so uh, the kitchen is already beautiful. I mean, yeah, they, they built no, it I'm talking about basically. what they make in there. Oh, yeah, oh. what we make in there yeah. is, is a product of what all the changes are. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, shout out to Chef Danny Leal. Hey, we'll, Danny. We'll, we'll we have uh, Danny on here in a little bit. We'll bring him on here in a little bit. He's, he's personally delivering a cake. Yeah. Uh, wow. But uh, yeah. No, so changes that we'll do. Obviously, we're going to repaint some of these walls. Uh, we're gonna. The color scheme actually isn't too far from what they already had. Okay. Uh, it's still hitting kind of like the black, gold, yellow, white right. notes, um, and then just kind of like moving away from like the space themes. So they they did a lot of um, a lot of nice little detail touches that I think go unseen to the common eye. Yeah. So if you look at the uh, the lights, we put in some colored bulbs so you can see all the colors stick out. But if you look at the actual lights, they're meant to be like rocket boosters. Oh. Yeah, and then if you look at these round tables, the legs on them are meant to be like the lunar landers. Did not know that. Oh, yeah, shit. Wow. Well, we put a lot of detail. How timely with exactly. with us trying to revisit the moon. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Wow. So, you know, we're That's gonna kind of like 
do our thing where we're going to bring it more and just make it more comfortable. We're going to add softer seats. So you already see the couches over there, right? Yeah. I was like, hey, if I'm going to be here all the time, i got to at least be able to enjoy my be time. Be comfy. Here. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, and that's kind of like what we want is people to come in uh, to kind of just relax, decompress, whether they're having a hard time at work or whether they're coming in for, with, a, with a group happy hour or whether they're coming to socialize right. or for whatever reason. Uh, and we're trying to cater the, to the neighborhood. We're trying to cater to everybody that's uh, living here in this area, especially with right. all these apartments right here as well. Yeah, yeah so, there seems so to be a lot of growth of, of people huge, that they're moving into this right. area. Cause I, I'm going to go ahead and say it. It's like I think this is going to be the next brewery hot zone the same way. Yeah, like it is. Holler, uh, Urban South, yep. uh, and then that area right there kind of have a little thing going. I think we're going to have that going here too with the coming of Bad Astronaut. Yep. The OG St. Arnold being around the corner. Yep. And then with Frosttown, you know, being right there over the Elysian, right over the Elysian, it's like, right there, man, I go and get a beer before shift sometimes. And it's like, ah, it's like, ah, all right, I got five minutes. <laughs> and can, we, can we, can we promote that happy hour? Because, um, you know, some of these breweries don't really have happy hours. So yeah, I mean, speak we, on that. we got happy hour every day that we open up pretty much all the way up until six, hmm. uh, except for Fridays. And, I mean, except for Saturdays and Sundays. Uh, happy hour all day Thursdays during uh, the world's best trivia. We're already coining it that. So I've, the world's best trivia. Yeah, you gotta let you gotta yeah, let Z sure. host that maybe one day. Right. You want me to host one day? Join, I will come and join one day. I want to host trivia, man. Yeah, you gotta come in and have the experience first. That way you can see. What you we can do. I don't. I don't. I, I I can do that. Yeah, I can yeah. do that. I will crawl before I walk. I'm yeah. only good with useless facts. So that's, if that's like the, the Pythagorean category. theorem. Yeah. <laughs> I'm exactly. Good. I'm good with that too. Like I'm really good. So we uh, we debuted a new category yeah. about like three weeks ago, and it's it's simple as all right. Is that fake news or is that Florida man? Oh, I love it. Ooh, Leo, you know, we oh, know man. I'm good at that. Yo, <laughs> let me tell you, man. Coming up with fake news is hard. <laughs> yeah, because our reality has been so fucked up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's, there's no one fact checks anything. No. no, and we got we got people that are supposed to be spitting facts, giving us other stuff. So it's hard. Alternative to know facts. Alter- all right, all right, all right. Fake news of Florida man. A Florida man uh, oh, gets shit. arrested for chin checking uh, a kid at the Walmart for taking the last Kit Kat. That's, That's definitely real. 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 That's real. I just made that up. No, I can expect that from Florida. I bet we can find it. But there was somebody like in Arkansas that got into a fight with a kid. I'm from Arkansas, but I don't coin that. (laughs) But can can I just, I mean, this is off the beaten path, but did y'all read the the Aries Spears Tiffany Haddish? Oh, God, no. I'm just asking. I saw the video. No I wasn't. Oh, I didn't see the video. I, I, I didn't see the I video. I, read the I didn't. That's I just terrible. read the story and it was like, it's like I'm, I'm gonna look. What's happening? I saw What's the, the video. World? Please, please listen. I'm just curious. Yo, I, I'm very sensitive to stuff like that. It's weird. It is very weird. But to see the video is worse. And also Tiffany Haddish, like that's literally like a whole nother uh, yeah. podcast. It is. It is. It, it, it is. A, it, look. The I fact just that I, and I, literally, I just saw the video this I morning. I, yeah, I refused I to watch the video, video <laughs> earlier. I didn't see the video. No, I saw the video that they recorded with the kids. So I saw concerned. it. You should be concerned. But, but but you know, I'm I'm very sensitive to that. I'm yeah. very sensitive because then, because I see the clues um, of of what, incidents. How it's true. Yeah. yeah, and the way that people deal with like famous people mm-hmm. and they think it's okay on the backs of like children. Like all the R. Kelly people. Yeah, you know, and, and, and I don't know if I know this, but R. Kelly tried to sneak into my school. They know this story. I told them all the time. Yeah. I tell y'all this. Yeah, he tried to sneak into my you school. I tell you, Jorge. Yeah, yeah it's so, a story. So yeah. we'll, we'll, 
We're going to get back to local No, group. no, no. We're going to get back to Grinch Works. I just wanted to get everybody, the, get. the way y'all, that that's what I wanted. I just wanted to see the faces because oh, no. I have, wasn't prepared. You, wait till what, you see the I'm, video. I don't want to see it. Because I, I'm like, what that. I'm not ready for, and I know maybe this is sexist on me, I'm not ready for a female to be okay with all of this. Like, the fuck? I'll have to look into it. I, you I, don't, I don't know. Look, yeah, let's, it's, like, wor- really it's worse. It's, it's worse than your Florida story. I, I can't oh, take it. Okay. I really hope it's not that. So anyway, we'll move on. <laughs> I'm Please, sorry. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. <laughs> no, uh, when you said something, it just struck a nerve, and I was like, but uh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, so we're gonna change up a lot of furniture as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Furniture. Furniture. Also furniture. furniture. I got yeah. some. I got some tables for really sale. If anybody wants no, to no, buy sorry. some, oh, okay. These uh, these beautifully engineered tables are for sale. I oh really? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So these are nice. Uh, they are nice. I'll have one in my yard. Hey man, look, look, <laughs> Leo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can see Leo with the chef hat on coming out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, it's it's really nice wood. They uh, are. You know, they uh, don't what is wobble. That, I don't know. It's really okay. heavy though. So, what, yeah. what, so what's the uh, so what's the expectations for like when Grisworks is fully functional? Sure. What is it that that, that we're gonna have from Grisworks? What would you expect? We gonna be new beers or what? What's gonna happen? It's gonna be what we envision as ownership between uh-huh. Dave Morgan and I. It's gonna be what we wish most breweries in town were, you know. It's it's the ability to kind of like cater to everyone, you know. When, when we worked at breweries, it's like you get people that come in and it's like, oh, all right, you got beer. Well, you have any cider? No. Do you have any wine? No. Do you have food? No. Oh, the pop up canceled. It's like all these things from us as workers. We're also frustrated with that too, and so it's like, okay, cool. We want to be like veto boat proof. So anybody that comes in and says, hey, well. You know, I don't want to go because they don't have any wine. We want to offer wine. So we have four wines on tap right now. That's Ooh. huge. Yeah. That's also, huge. People come in and say, oh, hey, well, you know, I'm looking for food. Well, we got food. I didn't know you had wine. We got yeah. wine on tap. Okay, can you tell us about the wine? Oh, absolutely. So uh, we got a, one of my favorites is a Beer. Sauvignon Blanc from uh, New Zealand, from Mahua. So the, the manufacturer is Mahua, the Sauvignon Blanc. Um, we also have a, a Cabernet Franc from New York. What's the Cabernet Franc? Cabernet Franc is typically a, a, a grape or a varietal that's blended into most okay. wines, but by itself, we have it nice and chilled, 44 degrees, very nice. I'll get I you a glass. That. After you hear that? Yeah. You want that? You hear me wanting it? But this I is this that. is yeah, but that but this is cool. But that's the thing that, that a lot of people that you want to because the, the goal sounds like is to bring more Everybody. people into this. Everybody, like, we're not just beer. Gonna, we y'all, are gonna have, y'all gonna have a crafted Kool Aid again. So speaking <laughs> on Houston being uh, the true American city, right? Yeah, we love the diversity here. We want to cater to everyone. We're also offering coffee starting at 9 a.m. now. You know. So, right. the other Breakfast thing, too? I mean, we could, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Yes. We, look like, we, make, uh, we make McDonald's look like diet food. Hey. Oh. Oh, come up in this bitch on my off Damn. Friday. No. I could have been here yesterday. You come back tomorrow at 9 a.m. I'm too. here every Friday now. Wednesday through Sunday, 9 a.m., we got coffee and we got breakfast. So and nice. you have Wi-Fi? And we have Wi-Fi. Man, please. That's like, yeah. I can also do my side gig. And, and we got a couch. You hang out. You can watch some TV. But know. I can oh. also, you know, like if I'm working Absolutely. for my Absolutely. my office job, I like I don't like to be on the couch. I so like to be the ultimate of yeah. like Grisworks is great. people that you know we. This is our hustle. This is our grind. We also want to cater to everybody that you know. Every, Houston is a working city. Houston is a working city. Right. Y'all got gluten free uh, wine. You got vegan. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Shh. 
All right. Yeah. That sounds it. good to me. I mean, that's I mean, it. That's it. So also, here's the other thing. It's like we're going to have mixed beverages, so we're going to have cocktails. You know, you'll be able you to come in. Liquor? Yeah, absolutely. That's coming. Will you also maybe do like a good, good liquors, like scotch? Absolutely. Because like I like a good scotch. Yeah. Me too. Man. Yeah, oh, boy. This is what happens when you get an insider who's an insider's insider. Right. You know, you that know, owns a, a brewery. This is he, what happens. He said he said his, his hustle and his grind. You know, that that translates to passion. Yeah. 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 You can you can hear it. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean that's this is He's he you're making it a place that you want to be in. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, yeah. The fuck? Yeah. 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 I'm all about triple fisting at breakfast. My coffee, my OJ and a beer, you know. <laughs> For those out there in triple. the internet world. If you haven't tried it, definitely triple. Try it, you know what I'm triple Open fisting. your mind. Yeah. Right. It's like, don't limit yourself to a double. <laughs> get to the triple. Yeah. I can see that. A little shot of mezcal before you leave the door. Let's go. Hey, oh, I mean, why not? Yeah. And I can sit right over there and snore all night. Yeah, no, it's illegal. <laughs> it's illegal to sleep inside. But uh, yeah. Yeah. We yeah. got some apartments across the street you probably made. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah the, the first floor Airbnb. Yeah. We'll Let's make it get easy the floor for plan. You. Let's get the there floor plan. Go. Let me see the floor plan. We could uh, we could invest in one together. Like an yeah, Airbnb for yeah, the drunkards. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so then I'm here's also the other thing. It's like so you know, us as business owners, so for me one of my big beliefs is that creativity is entrepreneurship and entrepreneurship is creativity. We're not reinventing the wheel. No. We're just kind of just doing and we're just doing our best. Uh, creativity though does set you apart. So I do, I'm in charge of all the social media. I don't know if y'all have seen the reels yeah. that have yep. been putting out. Yeah. Like, dude, those those are those are whole hour work days. You know, it's wow. like yeah. Uh, but well, instead of doing like the classic mug club, which is what local group offered before they right. shut down the kitchen and you know reduced to hours, instead of doing the mug club, here's 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 a, here's a bomb for y'all. Y'all ready? Yeah. Let's hear it. We're gonna offer our exclusive membership yeah. through OnlyFans. Whoa! Oh, show day. You have to explain Say what's that. your price. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to explain if that. You back it up. You hold can on. hold my I, eyes. I gotta, I gotta get Dave on this <laughs> that for you. Uh oh. So uh oh. Let, oh. let, let me get Dave. Wow. Let's get Dave. Oh, Will God. anyone dance on OnlyFans or what do we I'll get? Let, I'll, let, I'll let Dave. Okay. Stay Is it okay, OnlyFans or Only Cans? <laughs> oh, that'd be cute if it was. Excuse me. Leo, can you can you call this for a second? <laughs> We're going to take a little oh, bit of a break. Yeah, we're going to pick it back up on the OnlyFans. Oh, OnlyFans got everybody riled up. I'm just-
All right, we are back. Let me put my headphones on. So we got Dave joining us. Dave, what's up, homie? Hey. Welcome, welcome, welcome. All right, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, hey, I, I didn't envision you being brought in on this part of it, but. Look, I know how to set my team up, you know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. Now you, yeah. <laughs> so and, and it, let's it just, was, it was like a cliffhanger, like, who shot JR? And then it was like, <laughs> no, oh, who shot JR? So, so, so you're going to have to catch me up here. Uh, I've been busy working, and uh, apparently you're setting me up for uh, success here. Absolutely. Like, yeah. All right. Oh, yeah, okay. you're good. So g- give me a little backstory here. Where, do, where are we at? And so we're talking about uh, Grissworks and kind of like the background of like how we came together and how we've you know made this happen over a couple of years. Obviously, you and Morgan came from Colorado with this intent. Mm-hmm. over eight years ago and how kind of we just came together and this is like the envision and what we're doing and it's like we're offering coffee and breakfast now 9 a.m wednesday yeah. through sunday uh we got wine on tap uh we got you know food going on it's like we got the mixed beverages on the way we got the cocktails on the way mm-hmm. hopefully as well having the uh the food program going up until 2 a.m so once we'll be doing late night too as well oh nice um, yeah, yeah that's gonna be dope all day every day y'all gonna take y'all gonna take the place of night shift all day all day every day special is gonna be beer burrito bourbon 15 bucks oh. wait wait say that one more beer burrito and bourbon <sighs> have, you, have you tried that gas station burrito Fried up chimichanga style. I saw that. It's, I, it's, that called out to me a little bit. I ain't want to combo that with uh, with the beer. Let, and let me ask Fat Z what he want. <laughs> <laughs> let me ask regular Opal. I want one of those. Yeah, uh, we, yeah. We, we, we can order one up right now. <laughs> yeah, please. I'll get it going. I'll get it going. So, so yeah, tell us about you. Yeah, but give us uh, your background and how you got mixed into this, man. <laughs> Uh, well, so uh, my name is Dave Sorrell. Uh, so uh, originally from Ohio, uh, moved out to Colorado during college. Um, been a uh, home brewer since college, so uh, whew, I don't want to date myself, but uh, it's been it's been more than a decade that I've been home brewing. <laughs> so uh, uh, moved to moved to Texas in uh, 2014. Okay. So uh, been uh, all over the beer scene. Uh, my first industry job here was uh, Re- Revelry on Richmond. Oh, I like oh, Revelry. Revelry, good steak nights, yeah. good steak nights. Yeah. Yeah. So unfortunately, RIP. That's you know. Yeah, it's gone uh, now. Like, what the hell? How did that happen? I mean, they they had a great run. You know, it's like I can't believe that though. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, the pandemic's been tough in a lot of places. Absolutely. uh, But they made it during the pandemic, and now they're closing, which is weird. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. You know, but uh, Ted Ted Baker, shout out. You know, he taught me a lot about the industry. Like I said, that was my first real industry job, and uh, brought me up management wise. Taught me a lot of the things. Gave me the basis for where I'm at today. So that's cool. All right. Uh, but after that, you know, uh, bounced around quite a bit. So I'm a certified Cicerone, and uh, yeah. basically, uh, for a, it's a sommelier, but on the craft beer side. Yeah, we know. Yep. So yeah. I've been uh, made a made a career over the past uh, past eight nine years here in Houston, opening everyone else's bars and restaurants for them, uh, uh, educating their staff and so forth. So I've been all around between uh, Hay Merchant, Heights Beer Garden, Holman Draft Hall. Wow. Pitch 25. We've wow. been everywhere. Uh, yep. Wow, those are strong Man. places, dog. Yep. Come Axelrad. on, Johnny Cash. Yeah, Certified Cicerone. Yeah. That's what I was going to ask you is, so you you sounded like at first maybe you were more into the food part at, at first. Mm-hmm. What made you go into uh, trying to, like, pursuing being a Cicerone? Uh, well, so uh, I was in healthcare back in Colorado. So mm-hmm. I was a, a surgical assistant, medical assistant. And how long and did you live in Colorado? I was in Colorado for about eight years. So I've been in I've been a Texan as long as I was a Coloradan. Wow. So. <laughs> so like you, when you came here, you saw the vision, right? Mm-hmm. 
coming from Colorado, you were like, oh, Houston is ready. Yeah, and I'm uh, ready for Houston. Yeah, I mean, yeah. definitely. When uh, again, about ten years ago, when we moved to moved to Houston, it, it was a very much uh, that was right after all the changes in the legislation for the uh, the brew pub licenses. Right. That uh, you know, it was like the ten thousand barrel mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. self distribution, all that sort of thing. So we knew that was the that was the time to come in. But um, I think very smartly. So we had all these grand visions. You know, back then it's like, hey, let's let me raise you know ten million dollars and build this giant beer park and like I've. Having having uh, scaled that back and have, have got some experience working other other people's places, I know the mistakes I would have made, mm-hmm. and rightfully so, we've we've adjusted and tweaked business models over the over all that time period. So and so but. okay, in being a certified cicerone, what are the the common taste factors that you think aren't good that you see going on? In a, uh, many breweries in the local area, I'm just curious. Um, to me, it's it's all about a clean process, you know. Yeah, um, that makes all the difference, right? Is absolutely. like how clean everything is and how mm-hmm. the water is. You can't yeah. you can't yeah. go, you can't brew good beer unless you start off with good water mm-hmm. to start with. So all this, you know, Rocky Mountain Pure, whatever, Bullshit. it's all marketing. Yeah. It's these days everyone has access to high quality filtration systems. A good brewery starts off as a water filtration plant first and foremost, and if you don't have good water, you can't brew good beer. I try to explain uh, this to people that I work with in my corporate job, and they don't get that. That's good advice. Jorge be knowing. But, um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, you can't have good beer without like clean shit. Mm-hmm. Everything has to be thoroughly sterilized. Yeah, and it's not just the water. It's, you know, the, throughout the process, you know, if no. you have dirty tanks or All whatever. The, so. Everything has to be clean, and, and your, the water has to be good. And your retailer has to have clean beer lines as well. Right. And that's been something that every place I've worked over the past eight years, we've made it, I've made it my personal mission that, no, we're going to do our own wine cleaning in-house. We're not going to wait for whatever mm-hmm. distributor right. to come and not do a very good job of it. We're going to clean our own beer line. And that's so. the thing that, I guess, you know, you know, being in the brewing industry, it's like your beer is only as good as, like, the lines are at the establishment mm-hmm. that they're serving sure. it from. So if your name's sure. out there and the lines aren't being cleaned, that's not good beer coming out. And that's, really, and that's not your beer coming I, out. I wish somebody was bold enough to make a list of <laughs> the places they have not so clean beer line because just, you can taste that shit you can smell it even if you're if you're trained to, you can kind of smell it that's kind of like, like the purpose know. too it's like you know if you come in in house and taste the beer and you go out there and you taste it if it's our brand if it's our beer and if it's the beer's not right it's more than likely the place and that's yeah. the kind of consistency that you know you want to want to kind of there's have. some places that z and i before pre like pre uh what's up in the cup we would go and have happy hours or whatever. That's how What's Up in, in the Cup was even developed. And we would do, you know, just hang out. And now I won't go because the shit's nasty to me. Like, I can't I can't do it anymore. It's gross. I, I used to do the Pepsi challenge all the time at, uh, <laughs> at, at Heights Beer Garden and Holman yeah. Draft Hall. And I would tell people, like, okay, taste your favorite beer here. Right. Go across the street. And try just it try else. it. It's and, different. Yep, and I'm just like that's because you're getting your money's worth here. We are there's that extra that. that extra work that goes into it. And yeah, respect the product your shit. and yep, yeah, respect it's your the customer. extra hustle. Yep. It, it is, is. It's the extra grind. You know, it's important. It's that work. Yeah. And that's what I that find. Like, when I go try it. When I go places, I, you know, because now I'm starting to see that some places are 
advertisers like this is the last time we cleaned our joint so uh, you know that's that's that's, important that's very important and most places won't admit to that yeah yeah but but if you're transparent about that i know the beer is gonna be good so here's like a little bit insider on like the hustle side of it so it's like us being on the brewing side it's like you'll get some of these accounts that kind of like get you to it's like oh hey can we buy a keg from you also do you mind cleaning the line before we put it on it's like oh that's the way that's their way of like getting you to do the work for them right <laughs> That's interesting. I used to at Revelry. We used to post the uh, the cleaning schedule on the door and made it very clear that customers could see. And but I, I don't yeah. think that a lot of customers understand the importance of that. Like, it takes education. I wouldn't have yeah. if if I had not taken a Cicerone course or courses. I wouldn't have known that. Like, excuse me. Even in doing uh, a podcast, I wouldn't have known. The importance of everything being sterilized. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I understood the water part, but I didn't understand the, the sterilization part. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't think a lot of people get that. Yeah. Like, if, 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 if they don't have, if they've got toilet paper on the floor when you go in the bathroom, that ain't it. <laughs> That's not the spot for you to get beer. Your beer is not going <laughs> to taste the way it should taste, it could taste better. That's all I'm saying. Well, it's like yeah. so many things in the you bar just, industry. You know? I'm just oh, passionate today, y'all. I know, no, because no, that's a, like that. That hurt. That like I feel that. Like I got two kids, and they in Africa, right. Olivia and Adam. Oh. <laughs> no, but that's how I feel, love. The, the sterilization oh, and how clean shit is, or whatever sterilization of like everything in within, you know, your spot, and then also. The water, but the water also had like in Houston it has to be sterile for it to be good. But if you're in Germany, that's a little different because the water in Germany is naturally good. So, but I'm just saying, like people don't get that, and when they get that, they'll they'll be like, oh, now I understand why it's so good at this brewery versus another one. The thing that we definitely pride ourselves in is the back end work that y'all don't see. So, Mm. you know, when when the doors shut, the business is closed. It's like, all right, so. And yeah, that's how, where the real growth takes place. How committed are you to yeah. what you want to do, and how committed are you to cleanliness, sure. right. and sterility, and you know that that does tie into you know what the customer comes in and sees. So that's that's a lot of our work as well. Yeah, like your beer shouldn't taste like breath. It shouldn't taste <laughs> like breath. You know what I'm saying? Like your beer shouldn't taste like halitosis. It, it shouldn't taste like <laughs> oh, what happened. Like it shouldn't be like before yeah. I get it in my mouth, like. It shouldn't taste like that. It should taste good. And uh, that's the good. thing about like brewing. It's like it's almost like self-regulating in that that mm-hmm. if you know you don't brew good beer with good water, you're not going to have good beer. So people right. aren't going to drink it. So right. There's a lot of breweries out there that do have really good water. All right. So Dave, you brought here because we were talking about all the little growth and yeah. the ideas for Grish work. So now that we've gotten all the, we want to hear. <laughs> now uh, this this we can't replay it, but what Jorge was talking about is <laughs> mixing. Chris works and yeah. OnlyFans. Oh. Uh, <laughs> you, you already let the cat out of the already let the cat out of the bag on that one, huh? Yeah. All right. I mean, oh. this, this is a good platform for it. How right. is how who's yeah, twerking? And, 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 and I'm telling twerking? you now, I'm appreciative <laughs> of giving the opportunity for this platform. No, this is great. But you know, so we, we want to leave it to you to kind of explain the vision for that because we're curious. Okay, so. Um, and I'll start off with a little bit of a, an analogy here. So we uh, our Korean uh, barbecue steak night that we're doing on Wednesday nights. So I'm sure he informed you there. 
So we're, we're, we think outside of the box. I mean, we're, we're not your typical brew pub here in town. So we didn't want to do just plain old steak and egg or uh, steak and uh, steak and potato type of thing, you know, a little bit of asparagus on the side. So definitely outside of the box on that. So we didn't want to do a typical mug club for everybody. Right. You know, yeah, you, you pay, different. yeah, you pay a hundred bucks, whatever, you bring your mug back, you get, you yeah. know, half price fills, whatever. So. Uh, we decided that uh, you know we've been we've been putting together some really nice reels. Uh, most of that's uh, uh, been on uh, Jorge there putting out some really cool content there. <laughs> putting out some uh, Danny droppers. Yep. Uh, <laughs> so some uh, very evocative uh, uh, reels there. So uh, thinking you know we're 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 still saving back some of that premium content and uh, so we're going to be uh, monetizing that. So we haven't the, even uh, seen the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. Not even the tip. Oh, wow. oh, oh shit! Wow. And, you, and you're not saying a whole lot. I, no, I see what you're in, doing, in, man. In typical Jorge fashion, we're gonna find out. <laughs> so uh, yeah. So when it comes to you just uh, gave us enough to bait us. When it comes to uh, not your typical mug club, that's where the OnlyFans comes in. So oh that's, shit! So that'll be, that'll be your uh, your monthly membership through uh, through an OnlyFans, and that's where we'll uh, be announcing. I just, uh, just want to know who, <laughs> who's gonna be twerking. It's OnlyFans. It's uh, twerking. I mean, I, I think everybody has to at some point. There there, there might be a calendar that's you know a little. Uh, <laughs> hey, uh, it was she um, and Megan Thee Stallion do it. I mean, look, look, I'm aye, just saying, aye, like aye. once once the whole plan is in action, once we got the mixed beverage going yeah uh you might walk in on a saturday night you might hear some clapping you might not see hands anywhere you oh, know what i mean shit. it's like oh. did y'all hear that i'm with that you know that <laughs> you know that trolley i was telling y'all right that trolley ah. i don't know we might hook Who's on it we might see a cage on there we might <laughs> see a riding? swing on there oh, wow. a disco ball we got some creative thoughts with that <laughs> yeah. and cool. i used to dj so it's like you know we, we can figure out the lighting situation as well yeah I like heard it here first. I mean, this is like going to be a real party. Y'all gonna yep. be there. Uh, we're open for private events right now. Now booking uh. December. Now booking holiday parties, corporate parties. <laughs> yeah. You know, if you want to throw a yeah, if you want to throw a private party, we got a full catered chef. That we I can got do. a milestone birthday coming. Yo. So, yeah. You know. <laughs> Again, uh, if you want to do coffee service at 2 a.m. as well, make sure you know everybody's up again we got we can do that you know. well once once we've got uh, up, once we've got up, mixed hey. beverage we're definitely uh, definitely doing those espresso martinis and uh Ooh, yeah. did y'all hear that yep. mixed coverage they were, they were asking about uh having a nice little scotch selection i was like you know what that is scotch selection like for real yeah. When was the last time you went somewhere that had a really good beer selection or ha- ha- house made beer yeah house yeah with scotch house made beer scotch. then scotch Man. It might be an upcharge, but I think we can do like a beer burrito and a scotch for a sub for the for the bourbon. You know, it might, it might be a little bit more, but you're speaking my language. I mean, uh, beer, now you're talking my language. Beer burrito <laughs> and scotch. You know? Yeah. Oh shoot. I have, to, I have to think of some good pairings there. Yeah. There's a lot. Of good and and, and like again, there. so it's like yeah. thinking more creatively. So once we actually have everything in place, and it's like yeah, we definitely want to do some more beer dinners. Go out to accounts, take our beer, take our food. Cute. Kind of things like, like that. Do you think you'll have a Gristworks like club for like? So we have the Gristworks uh, vehicle. So okay. we're, gonna, we're gonna get that. Oh, thing. where's where's the Gristworks vehicle? Uh, we'll, uh, we'll whip it around the block here, but uh, okay, whip it, whip it good. Yeah, I mean it's 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 a little messy outside, but yeah. they can still whip. It. Still around. Okay. <laughs> this seems like this is gonna, gonna be a good. Money. This is gonna be a good mix of fun and in trouble. true uh, Houston fashion. Yeah, a lot of trouble. In true Houston fashion, we're gonna put some elbows on it. You know. Come on, you better uh, throw some bees. 
You already yeah. know, Dave. Dave is. I've caught Dave up as much as quick as I can, and he's down for it. Dave, <laughs> Dave wasn't oh, yeah. caught up at first, and now he is. Oh, absolutely. He's yeah. a Houstonian. You're from the Midwest, though. But he's a Houstonian. He's been here in Texas longer. But we too. Eight years. Midwest. Eight years. Right. Okay. You've been yeah. Eight years. Eight years. Yeah. Yep. Uh, long enough. You get it. See, see yeah. my other idea was to do like spinners with the gear. So that that's another option Not on too. The hat. Ride spinners. <laughs> ride, <laughs> ride spinners. But uh, in, in, in true engineering ride, fashion, ride spinners, baby. Hey. In true engineering fashion, anything that moves is gonna break. So it's like I was like, that's why I'm like, eh, let's just go with the elbows. They're already kind of built in, you know. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Oh, for sure. the boat. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to see Dave like out here. Yo, <laughs> come on, Dave. We got we got a whole lot of time left. Dave, I can't wait. Dude. Like I want to I want to see the I want to see the development of Dave. This is, <laughs> I do. You do swinging for the fences, man. This is gonna be. Fun. I mean, so <laughs> again, so it's like y'all. We know. Like me too. Y'all have gotten to know me over time. It's yeah. like yeah. Now you get to meet the rest of the team. It's yeah. Like, yeah it's, like this is gonna be. Like, this is gonna be a lot of. And fun. over time, I mean, you'll realize why this partnership works so much. Well, I well, see. Okay, but I get. Yeah. It, I think it's like, like, man, we need to make this fun. That seems to be. You don't have to make it fun. Like, it's already fun. I'm saying that's what that, that, that's it's already that, there. Yeah. yeah, that's like the idea is kind of like let's make this fun. Let's make this. We, we like having fun. Or he's Obviously. a little crafty. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's yeah, crafty. Tr- tr- trust me, this has been a lot of work. It's not. I'm not going to do it if it's not fun. Yeah. <laughs> so, so who was we, we, Dave before all this shit? Like, who were you before? Um, John. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, I mean, uh, I mean, before you know, like I said, I was uh, in the in the in the beer industry here mm-hmm. in Houston for roughly eight years, and like I said, medical assistant and uh, surgical tech. Uh, what drew you to Jorge and, and local group and or Gris Works or whatever y'all? Yeah. Well, so, what drew uh, you to that? Uh, so we we worked together briefly at uh, Holler for about uh, what year year and change? You said that. I would say almost yeah. two. But what yeah. made you trust him enough to go into business? Uh, well, so during uh, so during pandemic, um, you know. Both of us uh, were uh, really hustling and grinding, trying to keep Holler mm-hmm. afloat. And uh, so it was uh, a lot of uh, very creative thinking that kept Holler alive, much less gro- mm. growing during the pandemic. Uh, so a big part of that was uh, to-go sales. Um, did a good amount of research, figuring out you know what what it takes to make a uh, a growler to go, mm-hmm. and so a uh, big part of our big part of the business during uh, during pandemic was uh, the definition of a growler in Texas mm. is literally put the na- put the name of the beer on it and the ABV, and as long as you you don't even have to have a, a lid on it or anything. So we were doing Dixie cups, and the, here's your growler oh, of beer shit. to go. That and, was beer to go. Yeah. Our, our I beer, didn't know that. Yeah, so our beer to go was literally just name of the beer. So I could have been up there the whole fucking. I mean, we have some day, we, we had some day ones. Yeah, and we uh, again legally we weren't allowed to have the tap room itself open, but the way the lease worked there, uh, we were allowed I'm to. I'm in my have feelings people, right now. Yeah, I didn't know that that was allowed. <laughs> they were so we were allowed to <laughs> we were allowed to do uh, uh, outside outside of the tap room, so on the patio in the breezeway, and then, wow. that, then that nice green area right across the parking lot. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. We had a bunch of uh, picnic tables kind of like stored away in the breezeway. And we're like, right. man, they're kind of in the way. We got all this grassy area. Just throw them so out you there. Just put them out. That's yeah. why. And that was like the best part of the pandemic for all of us is that we got to enjoy those those picnic tables. My fat ass broke one. I wasn't gonna say anything. So. I was gonna let Z make it. He did break a picnic but table. Yeah. Kind of like so, I explained yeah. to y'all, it's just like a lot yeah. of a lot of it is creative thinking. So Wow you, know, you got all these these I didn't know that. That part. Uh, but yeah, so uh, yeah. we we kept uh, kept Holler afl- not just afloat, but Holler actually grew. Thrived. The- they thrived. Yep. 
Yeah, and then uh, so between that and then uh, uh, the to-go cans, we did we were doing those uh, twisty cans where they're kind of the unique. Hey, y'all, I remember y'all marketing it. Which yep. also the twisty that. cans was something that Dave discovered as well. Mm-hmm. And yeah, well, I, the table. I, I, I didn't make them, but not my company, but but, but yeah, so a good fit for the situation. Yeah. yeah, and so but that I was like the Forrest the, Gump of craft beer. <laughs> well. Been uh, I've been been planning our own thing for quite a while, so it's uh, you know. Tr- like seriously, uh, you just been here, hanging out, doing shit randomly, you know, discovering shit. Nobody I, knows, but I, it's all been Daddy Dave the whole time. I, I try to keep a low profile, so don't don't burn any bridges. But no, uh, you know, but I don't, you, I don't want to be. Uh, I don't need to be. I don't need to be. Uh, if, you know, if you've front if you've drank a draft beer in town in any one of these prominent bars in Dave town and that has an established beer program, more than likely Dave's name is on so there. So Dave is going to do the twerk contest. Huh? Um, we'll, we'll see. We'll try it out. <laughs> yeah, <I'm just> <laughs> so one of the first things that we're already kind of like planning is like looking at next year. It's like so we're definitely going to have like a Father's Day Olympics. Daddy Days Olympic. Oh wow, that's cute. Yeah, yeah. So we're gonna have like um, you're so Midwest. You are. <laughs> we're gonna have a um, like kind of like a competition. Yeah. So we'll have uh, groceries in the trunk, and you'll have one hand with the kid, one hand. It's like how many you know, you're groceries? Like, what can you hold? Right. It's like all right, cool. Bring it all. Be efficient. But then like halfway through, you're probably gonna drop the pacifier. How to get ready for that? You know, yeah. it's like, like, oh, yeah. pacifier in the ground. Don't drop the baby. Don't drop don't the groceries. Drop the, yeah. gotta, you gotta have pick extra it up. pacifiers in the car. Well, That's so so yeah, you either come prepared with an extra yeah. pacifier, or you got to figure out how to pick it up without no, disturbing you don't, baby. No, you don't ever pick it up. Gross. And, well, no. well, you got to clean it off. You know, no. that, that's that's where no. the Tito's Tito's comes in. Just yeah, yeah. just yeah. gross. No. <laughs> well, it might it might build the immunity system, mm-hmm. but whatever. Okay, so. uh, we're, we're um, <laughs> okay. We're, All right. we're yeah. super excited though. Come it's on, like Maga Opal. I'm just kidding. We. Um, <laughs> Obviously, Dave and I have spent like a lot of time in this industry doing these jobs and just like learning from working yeah. for other people, and that's yeah. kind of like all the lessons, you know. It's like it's like sharing some stories and then being like, okay, let's work, see what works best for us. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I like Very it. Much so. y'all, y'all made the Old Testament. We reached the point where we learned enough um, making money for other people, so it's like time time yeah. to do it for ourselves. But y'all are so young realizing that y'all don't i don't think y'all realize i mean part. yeah i mean the, 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 the beer keeps you young they don't see they're it working. They're just working. i know they're, they're like yeah i mean working. we just realize but do you realize that people that are 60 don't realize that i was i, I mean guess. seriously look at your parents and look at your grandparents they didn't see that but y'all see it so what do you think is the thing that d- defines you to make it where it was like I'm not gonna do that. I think humility is very important, and uh, again, I've done. He's done every job there is behind a bar, in a kitchen, and you know, there's. I'm not. Uh, I'm not gonna expect my one of my one of my employees to do a job that I haven't done myself. Yeah. And also, it brings into the like we're not just in it to make money for us. I we understand that we're not gonna attract and retain good talent to work with us. Unless they're making their money, they're you, enjoying their job. You see what I'm asking, though, That's right? Mm-hmm. You see what I'm asking, though, right? Because you—it's not only that you've seen it before, but you are um, constant, constantly surrounded by people mm-hmm. that are in that same mind frame where they don't get that. To, to speak real quick on like human resources, when they I went into it. when I went into human resources, one of the things that I wanted to specialize in was talent retention. I don't know if they all know the truth, but there ain't no talent retention department in HR. 
I didn't know that. It's That's part of the legal department. It's all about, you know, how do you put everything in place and make sure you get people in, get people out. It's not but about, it's not real. It's not about retaining talent. No. There's no oh, talent no. retention. No. That's about, it's, it's about... It gets people in, recruiting, you know, all your benefits and all these things, and then it just, like, it's a legal entity at that point after that, once you're inside the door. How do you, okay, so with your background, how do you feel about people being uh, open and real about their salaries? Uh, or, I mean, you, everybody lives in their truth, right? I mean... But are you okay with people sharing that amongst other co-workers, or how do you feel? I mean... I mean, we so uh, we we uh, we tip pool everything, and so it's it's very transparent to all of our all of our employees. So again, part of our part of our uh, our, our ethos is that uh, so we try to run our labor skinny. So I have an ethos. Well, operating a modus operandi, no, whatever. I mean, so yeah, it's uh, we we're very cognizant of again. We used to be tipped bartenders, and we know, you hey, know how it's, that goes. It, it's a rainy day, and I'm not going to make much money today if I've got five other people on the tip pool. And so we're very cognizant of let's make cuts, let's make sure people are here making their money, get them in, get them out, and make sure that we're not wasting their time. That's right. again, that's how you keep good quality employees, yep. keep them happy, and you know you don't want to have people standing around upset about their pay rate because very you know. True. And it's it, there are a lot of things we can prevent and things we can control. There's also things we can't control like the weather. Exactly. And so what are the factors we can do to make your make your life better when, you know, other things are hitting the fan? Yeah, it's like, hey, it's ugly out here. Yeah, so it's like, you know, we 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 give them give them a a free meal every time they work with us. Uh, every shift they get a free meal. Wait, say that again? Yeah, because everybody doesn't do that. Well, I mean that's we We wanna take care of our people. Yeah. That's important. And that was uh, so what I would love to do, so when I was working with uh, Chris Shepard's group over the past uh, year and a half, they, they did a family meal every day. And so uh, we were only open for dinner service. And so we'd be uh, basically open to customers at 5 o'clock and uh, 5 to 10, 11, what about. So uh, we'd come in 3 o'clock, get the bar all prepped, and bar prep, everything had to be ready by 4.30. So your background was with Chris Shepard because that, that's mm-hmm. a new thing. Mm-hmm. So what, what, what restaurant were you uh, at? All of them. So he does kind of like yeah. Bobby Hugel, like so where it's, everybody it's goes. Like you, I, I think you would need to dedicate a uh, entire you know podcast with just learning about Dave because so, it's like he so got anyway. his early I starts. Mean, early starts at Hay that. Merchant. You know. You so, said Hay Merchant. I didn't mm, think about. Yeah. That's but you said, so, so anyway, tangent. will come back. Oh, sorry. But so uh, <laughs> uh, so so we would do family meal then at four thirty, uh-huh. and it's like so your bar prep everything is done at four thirty, uh-huh. and so we would have a quick team meeting, and they would make a large casserole of some sort. Today's lasagna, the next day's enchiladas, whatever. So the whole team, the kitchen, the front of house, back of house, everybody would come together. We'd have a quick meeting, sit down and eat and talk, and if we have any you know important things to discuss before shift and so just that camaraderie before shift like that was that was huge so that was something that i really respected out of uh working with uh with shepherd's group wow but That's dope. yeah and so it doesn't we don't have nearly as large of a team here so i'm not able to do that but we definitely are able to feed our staff every time they come in for work i definitely want them to have a full belly and now get a beer after shift as well right uh, so, so how do you feel now coming from that area like where you're in the big restaurant thing and somebody that's like kind of high profile mm-hmm. to this. How does it feel? Um, because this is more individualized, like where maybe you, this is your niche. Mm-hmm. 
Well, um, so I, the way I look at it, like I've never, I've never taken a job in the restaurant industry just for the money. Never taken a job just for the, just for the paycheck. It's always what else am I going to learn out of it? And so I was uh, fortunate to learn under uh, Weston Gallimore over there. Uh, he was the bar director for uh, for all of his concepts, and so he was one of the uh, OG Anvil guys, and easily one of the one of the best bartenders in town. And so learned a lot from him. And again, I worked. I was originally hired into uh, UB Preserve, and uh, so. If oh, you know, okay. So look, you came in. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you didn't come in during Anvil. You came in during. No, UB no. Preserve. So that was uh, yeah. So I, I had a little bit of a stint at uh, at. Uh, um, Hey Merchant, and then mm-hmm. then I was uh, uh, poached, I'll say, <laughs> over to uh, over to Heights Beer Garden, Holman, and oh, so I okay. so I managed and uh, uh, opened up all those places for them. Pitch oh. Twenty Five uh, went over to uh, went over to Axelrad for a little bit, so like I said I bounced around quite a bit with Wait, that stuff. He uh, he almost got poached to another brewery like we're working at Hey Merchant back <laughs> in the day too. I mean, like I'm listening. Been a few and times. I'm like, yeah, people have approached him and like, "Hey, won't you?" Perfect but everybody's like, hey, well, won't you come work for us? He's like, mm, I'm, you know, in his mind, he's like, yeah, I'm building my own thing. He's like, ah, no reason to really perfect, go. Yeah. So, it's perfect. Yeah. So uh, after all that, uh, so pandemic hits, and so uh-huh. I was at I was at Holler working with Jorge before pandemic, and I was I was mostly doing sales and like assistant tap room manager, and so obviously that wasn't necessary during uh, during pandemic. So. Uh, was uh, took took a little uh, you know uh, non voluntary vacation time there, um, <laughs> and uh, came back and uh, had the opportunity to uh, come in with uh, the UB hospitality people and uh, wow. I said learned uh, I you know at Axelrad it was kind of volume volume mixed drinks wasn't really craft cocktails so um, working with Weston at uh, UB Preserve initially that was like complete night and day difference of bar mm-hmm. scene that I've been in where it's you know everything is you never say no it's well, I don't have Bailey's, but but I can I've, do this for you. Yeah, we don't have yeah. Bailey's, but I have heavy whipping cream, and I've got you know red breast and some turbinado, and I'm gonna yeah. shake up and I'm gonna make my own Irish whiskey for yeah. you, and so or uh, Irish cream for you. So like, but so yeah, like that was uh, that was a great experience to kind of again round out everything. Like I've worked at a at a wine establishment as well. I worked up at Crisp in the Heights, oh, and so a little bit of background in the wine. Um, even more, uh, again, working with uh, the different Which is concepts. Which well, your a, input I mean, for the wine and all the other things. So it's like my last my last uh, semester in college was a mixture of a humanities course, which was social aspects of film. So Saturdays I watch mu- uh, movies, beer appreciation. Shout out to Aaron Corsi at Eighth Wonder. He's the one that leads that course at U of hey, H. Aaron. I took that course, and then I also took uh, wine appreciation. So I got a really good in-depth learning about wine as well. Sounds like a lush semester. It, it was. A, yeah. I, I mean, I want to. I want to. I want to brand it as like the best last semester in college ever. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm, you I'm willing to argue with you know. that because, like, I don't think that a lot of kids know that they can uh, do that. Well, until you get up, you know, you get up in your things. I mean, so check it out. Like I, I kind of like told you, I was like, out. you know, it's like I, I'm a big believer in doing the, the work on the front end, so at the back end I can just like coast. Again, with college and how I talk to you know everybody that I talk to with the advisors, and I got my uh, internship and I secured a job. Well, all that was left in the last semester was a humanities course and two electives. So there we go, the film course, <laughs> and then beer appreciation, wine appreciation. But I think a, a lot of kids are so. Um, Concerned with being a little more uh, respectful and, um, you know, respectful and shit with, <laughs> like, how they talk to their parents or whatever. And, and even people in authority, like, at the schools and stuff, they're not going to come off as honest. 
as maybe you did and that's how you were able to get that honest feedback but I don't think a lot of people will do that like like how open were you to uh, having that type of conversation with your counselor or your parents about like what you really really wanted to do right without saying everything you really wanted to do like can, I can't imagine saying to my dad or my mom I just want to build my life around like what I drink like or <laughs> or you know or, or having fun with that but also being educated about it sure you know yep. like that's not a real thing for a lot of people and the fact that you did that is pretty dope yeah. Parents have always been supportive, uh, but if you want the truth, we're about to drop it right now. I'm about to get uh, Chef Danny in here. I'm about to bring y'all some stuff to try, and then ah, uh, let's do Chef Danny. Let's go. Yep. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Daddy. We really, we, we really are getting some. We really getting some really good insight here, man. It's a fun on a, on a rainy day. <laughs> and uh, you know what I wish I could do is bring like we could have Chris Daddy Day with Daddy Day. Chris Daddy Day playing in the background with Daddy Day talking. That would be really cool. You know who Chris Daddy Day is? I don't. So Chris Daddy Day is one of Robert Glasper's experiment. Robert Glasper is a, a local artist here, music artist, and Chris Daddy Day was a percussionist. And he's very, very famous and popular. And he has his own shit that he does once a month here. Mm-hmm. So we could get Chris in. Daddy Dave here with you. <laughs> That'd be cool. Oh, I'm some, a big fan. Got some of our, oh, our seasoned fries there. <laughs> so, so he actually uses some of the uh, the the Traeger smoked seasoning, like, uh, for, like the Traeger, the oh, Traeger pellet grills. Yeah. And, so uh, Pro Move is let him sit for a little bit. Yeah. The, okay. Like a like a true gas station burrito, it'll yeah. be molten hot in the middle. <laughs> okay, what's in it? What's in it? Uh, so they're, they're actually a vegetarian option. Uh, okay. If you want to show one to the camera there. Uh, so it's uh, fried up kind of like chimichanga style, uh, like a like a old school, you know, 7-Eleven uh, gas station burrito there. But, uh, yeah, so on the inside, it's uh, soy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm so sorry. soy riso. So it's, uh, again, a vegetarian uh, soy uh, soy chorizo. Okay. Black, black beans. Got oh. some spice in there. Bean blend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Proprietary mm-hmm. yeah, bean, bean blend. blend. Mm-hmm. Oh. Look at that. And then, yeah. of course, the, the ooey gooey queso. Ooh. So, it's hot. Mm-hmm. Be warned. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. tasty. Okay. And uh, so then a uh, little bit of the uh, salsa barracho. I'm going to wait. wait on that one. Ha- that sounds house-made, good. Housemade salsas. Uh, they're back there. Uh, handcrafting everything. So. Let's have this now. No, yeah. And then you got to check out the, uh, the house-made spicy uh, ketchup as well. I didn't know that. Yeah, way, way, way better than Whataburger. <laughs> yeah. Uh oh! Come on. Oh, yeah. I say on on the fries. Uh, he's got. Uh, I'm not. I'm not giving away too many secrets here. He uses Please don't. the. Uh, he gives, no, he uses, these are good. He uses the uh, the Traeger uh, the Traeger seasoning like for the pellet grills. Oh. And so it's uh, it's their uh, their, oh, their smoke seasoning. Oh, that's delicious. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's delicious. Mm, y'all. I don't know what y'all are doing on your rainy Saturday, but you get get your ass in here. Yeah, these fries are available every day. They're so mm-hmm. good. They yep. come with the patty melt. They come with the, uh, what else, like the burger that we offer on Fridays as well. You I'm can not, get them as a side. I'm not 300 pounds yet, but I could be. Oh, oh, it was good. <laughs> I don't 
I'll be all by myself with these fries and this ketchup shit. And I'll be eating just like this. Mm -hmm. Or oh, it's all mine. Oh, oh, yeah, oh. Nobody it's so but yeah. good. But uh, wow. a big thing to pick up on is uh, definitely the food as well. Like, mm -hmm. we know that if you're, you know, at a bar having a good time, at a brewery having a good time, and what we've learned in time was you need food. Yeah. It's, it's, we learned a lot dealing with pop ups. We learned a lot, you know, working. And uh, people are just like, hey, well, I'm looking for food. I got to go somewhere because you don't have any. And it's, again, being able to have that solution to right. not having people leave for other reasons and outside your of your control. Got to hit, man. This and is, also, this gotta hit. This gotta hit. also, it doesn't stink in here. Like, I'm <laughs> someone that's sensitive to smells. I am very sensitive to smells. It doesn't smell like uh, sewage or dishwasher. <laughs> it's, everything tastes really good because it doesn't stink in here. The kitchen's built very like, well. High quality air <laughs> handler. It smells and, good yeah, in here. Stress, uh, stress cleanliness for sure. Like I have a thing about that because when things start smelling like uh, sewage, I can't mm -hmm. eat yeah. there anymore. Yeah, you probably shouldn't go back there. Right? Know? Yeah. Z knows. Right. <laughs> it's kind of one of those things that. Uh, <clears throat> mm. Going back to revelry. Mm. Excuse me. I inhaled one of those fries there. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so, so uh, Ted Baker, uh, uh, he he used to work for the city and did uh, uh, worked with um, he replaced light bulbs for the city of all things. Mm. That was one of the things that he was always on my butt about. We had, we had all these string lights everywhere, and if there was a single string light that burnt out, mm. he's like, "This is the this is your first impression." Before they even walk into the building, mm. they're just driving down the street and they see multiple string lights oh, out. That's real. It's like that's an easy maintenance item. If they can't keep up on that, if you how, can't change a light bulb. Yeah how, what a, yeah, how clean is their bathroom? You know, how, are they keeping their food at temperature? You know, are, are they minding expiration dates? And he's just like, you know, beating it to my brain. You know, it's like these minor, very easy things to do. If you can't keep up on the basic maintenance. Right, it says what, a lot about you. What's mm -hmm. what's the rest of the back of house like? Yeah, for sure, for yeah. sure. And so that's one of those, like, resetting tables, making sure everything knees properly afterwards. And so, yeah. <laughs> Y'all are perfect together. <laughs> that's my team, man. I mean, uh, I see it. Team, these man. are the people that I see every day. These are the people I want to be around. These are the people that we, we learn from. We learn from each other as well. I mean, there's there's a lot of give and take in all this, and there's a lot of balance. But I see it. I see man, it with y'all. All right. Wait till you check out our OnlyFans. Uh, are you twerking? <laughs> that's the question. Nah, man, that's gonna be the exclusive content. No, Can't really give too many no hot uh, details girl summer. about it. No hot girl that's summer. We're gonna have all our uh, specials drop. You know, <laughs> hot, hot, hot boy summer. <laughs> hot boy summer. Yeah. Real, real quick, real quick. Uh, when we were at Holler, we uh, we helped with the formation of a uh, beer because it's like okay well how do we make this beer kind of like working within the limits of like a small brewing system mm -hmm. it's like how do you make a beer that can hit the market hard and fast and you can just make it well somehow just kind of like talking with uh, John John Holler back there it's like looking at formulas and things talking about yeast that was coming out at that time so the Quebec yeast you know it ferments really fast really hot mm -hmm. we turned a, we turned a beer around in four days whoa it was a Blondel whoa nice and crispy Whoa, it was on tap there how long? Uh, I, I don't know if they've, they haven't put it back again yet, but yeah. uh, it was there. We, we went through a couple different iterations of it. Wow. Um, so, you know, we were like, all right, so we want to hit the market. We want to go to the bars. We want to hit them with this. This is easy. You can brew this in a week and send it out. Mm. We wanted to call it Hot Girl Summer. I like the name of it. No. Um. That's when we were like, all right, let's write that one down. We'll save it later. So maybe Hot Girl, Hot Girl Summer coming out in you 23. Know what, you know, Izzy, we need the OnlyFans so we can get these types of tidbit facts <laughs> with oh, all Lord. the information. I'm 
I'm not listening to you. No, <laughs> seriously. I'm just, just tomato ketchup, spicy. I'm serious. I'll go. We can get that. We we can get you a straw for it if you on, like. On 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 OnlyFans. <laughs> can you? <laughs> Got one behind the bar. And we can see Z drink it through the straw. And see, and then fans. next time, next time during the podcast, it's like, all right, cool. Let's uh, all right. So now it's the margarita time. Let's bring it around to margaritas. You know. Right. Once we hit that to, time, to you know. Drink champs. National Margarita Day. <laughs> yeah. All right. Wow. Let me see if I can. Uh, let me see if I can get Chef to stop working and sit down and talk with y'all for a little bit. We would uh, love that. <laughs> oh man. Thank you, Jorge. Thank Yo, you. this is delicious. Thank you, Daddy Dave. My pleasure. Yeah. yeah. You guys are. You guys are looking thirsty over there. We need some more beers. We need Hell more yeah. beers. I can right. some more beers. Right, well. And can I just say, y'all, uh, this is Daddy Dave's first podcast. <laughs> Uh oh. He's doing so well. Yeah. And doing it well. The cherry on top, huh? I mean, he's out here. Next, you're going to be like, ow. I want to do Edgeless. Edgeless That's what we've been having, right? Edgeless is our West Coast IPA. That's what we were drinking. Yeah, that's our driest, driest, most crisp West Coast there. We've got uh, Blurry Eyes if you want to go for something hazy. I've had Blurry Eyes, so I've had Edgeless. Well, Backyard Stargazer, is that. It's kind of it's kind of a in between. It's like okay. a uh, it's like a West Coast, but it's still hazy. So it's got that piney, resiny, uh, like centennial uh, cascade type of type look of at, profile. Look how delicious that looks. Mm. Look at look at that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so fat. <laughs> so edgeless for you.
All right. Okay. And we're back. Okay. I gotta have a burrito in my mouth. I mean, we're all full <laughs> and nasty and fat. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah. But so is he. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. We were thinking about. I wasn't ready to come on, y'all. But it's so good, and we had to get I, it I while know. it was fresh. I know we got time. Y'all saw. I didn't do this. Up. Oh man, I'm, I'm an open book, so ask me anything. Hey, okay. So food. Your food's delicious, obviously. Thank you. Ketchup is delicious. Fries are delicious. I mean the ketchup. How many places other than Waterburger? Waterburger has good spicy ketchup. Like but a, this is like special ketchup. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, we use we use uh, fresh tomatoes for it. That's it. So let's. I can good. taste the tomato comes in there like somebody it's put a so spicy good. somebody put a spicy tomato on my French fries. Yeah. No, and the other thing about it is that a lot of a lot of ketchups have a lot of vinegar in them. Uh-huh. No vinegar in this at all. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it has cayenne pepper and a couple yeah. other spices. Probably like four or five different spices in there, but, but not vinegar. No vinegar. That's interesting. Yeah. Okay, so let's introduce our our next. Guest. All right, so our, our next guest here is Chef Danny. Hey. He's gonna be the mastermind about getting us fed and having us a good time while we eat because food and drink he, is a. It keeps the party going. I mean, what? Yeah, and what, your man what will be it? happy because you are gonna get fat together. What is it that you tell your team? <laughs> About the drinks and the oh, food. so I always tell my team like you know people are coming here for the drink, you know, but we we gotta keep them here for the food. Yeah, like, and the food. You know, it's it's a very important thing. You know, somebody can drink as much as they can, but at one point they're gonna be like, I'm hungry. So, right. and if the food isn't right, they'll drop everything they're doing yeah. to go somewhere where it is. Yeah, so. for sure. And things that we've learned over time in the industry, it's like uh, people are drinking. It's like, man, I gotta eat. At this point, it's like I gotta eat. So if I don't, if y'all don't have food, I'm out. So so tell us your background, Danny. Uh, depending, I mean, what, what background do you want to know? Like about myself or food? food. Okay. So food, uh, I mean, I've worked at some high end restaurants here in Houston, but I've always been very passionate about street food. You know, that's stuff I grew up on, you know? So, uh, when you're in culinary school, you think automatically when you're getting out, oh, I have to make these. And like one of the words that I hate the most is gourmet. You know, people think like, oh, you have to, you have to make these gourmet foods. Right. And it's. You don't, you know. Uh, my biggest thing is that food doesn't have to be fancy. It can be beautiful even if it's street, you know. Right. So, sure. uh, like one thing my mom told me once was, uh, you know, there's places that I wanted to go eat. And she's like, no, it's, it's too fancy for me. Or, or, no, I have to dress up to go to a place like that. And it makes me feel like who put those standards, you know. Like right. wh- I kind of think that people in Houston question that automatically yeah, yeah. you know like that's our Houstonian thing and, and people the, in Houston don't want to dress up for shit and, and the but thing, we want to eat good it's not only that but good. it makes people feel like they're not welcome you know yeah, and my sure. thing is that like I don't want that I want everybody to always feel like it doesn't matter what day of the week it is you can come right. in here in sandals or you can come in here in dress shoes and you can still eat the same good quality food yeah. every time you know so when she told me that for many years I always thought to myself like I don't ever want her to feel uncomfortable, and I I know she's not the only one. There's a right. lot of people that feel that way. Exactly. You know, so I want to make sure that anytime I cook or anytime I make something, you can enjoy it any day or anytime, any mm. occasion. So come on, Nirvana, come as you are. <laughs> Shit, right? Again, That's Nirvana, right? Yeah. Still goes down to like mm. us as as business people. It's like we want to be 
inclusive of everyone. We yeah. want to be yeah, open to everything. There's a serious yeah. inclusive element. Absolutely. Especially with when it comes all of to us. food. Yeah. Well, Especially it's like, when it comes to food. We want like you to be able to we want you to be able to walk in and not feel like you're out of place. Right. You know? And and to to create that element not just with the atmosphere here, but with the food. Yeah. Takes it to another level because people are like that. He what he's saying is real. It's people don't like real. that about food. Yeah. And, like, oh, and well, to keep it more real, like food is the common denominator between everyone. Like yeah, at the end sure. of the day, everybody needs to eat. Yeah. You know, drinking I mean, is a choice. It's, it's the way people also break bread and they, they come together, you know? Sure. Yeah. It's over a meal most of the time. So food, food is that dynamic. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. What so what so what 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 kind of like led your passion into cooking, man? Like what was it? Man, I as far as I can remember, uh I mean I've always liked cooking and I, I just never thought it was gonna be a career for me, you know? Really? Uh when I was younger, I mean, my, my, my siblings, they were they went into law enforcement and my family, you know, they were involved with Shipley's. But uh, I don't know. I just I I never thought it was going to be my lane, you know. And then uh, it wasn't until um, right after my father passed away, I, I, I was convinced by now my wife at the time, she was just a friend. She was like, man, I can tell you really like to cook. Why don't you try culinary school? And I was like, eh, I don't know. It's not, I don't think it's for me. And she's like, you never know what's out there. And then I did, and it's like an open door. Uh, door opened up, and I was just—I didn't know it was there was so much to it that I you could. You realize you were meant for it. I, I actually felt like that was my place, and wow. I still feel like that's my place. You know, you know, I, there's there's not a day I come to work and I don't think I'm working. You know, yeah, wow. for sure. Yeah, I that's mean, I amazing. come in and like I talk to people, and I talk to my staff, and and, mm-hmm. and it, you know, we joke around, we bullshit, we whatever it is, you know, that we do. But at the end of the day, I go home and I'm like, cool, I can do it again tomorrow. You know? For sure. So, so yeah. what was your how did you and Jorge meet up, and what was that whole relationship like in um, the beginning? So, I was kind of laying low <laughs> uh, <laughs> a few months back. Uh, there was a closure of a place that I was at recently called Night Shift. It was in the East we End. We love Night Shift. On the Night Shift. Yeah, we are night, night Shift. Night. Like, we really love Night Shift, and yeah. we love the menu at Night Shift. Oh, that was my menu. I know. So. Wow, yeah, that's, that's awesome. why we're here. Yeah. Great menu, dude. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you did so well. We Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, part of the reason, part of the reason of that menu at Night Shift when I created it, I went back to you know that that childhood of me and my dad when when we would go to Shipley's or I would go help him on the weekends. He would do the excuse of like, hey, let's go run an errand, and then we'll go eat barbacoa in the neighborhood, or we'll go hang out in that neighborhood, you know. It was our way for him to be like, you came to work with me, but I'm still going to make a little bit of time for you. For you. Yeah. My dad used to do the same thing. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So when when that opportunity came up to do that, I made sure that, you know, I build that menu paying respect to that neighborhood, paying yeah. respect to everybody in that area that was there before us. So so a, that was your neighborhood before? No, 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 no. So you know how Shipley's is on the other side of the freeway yeah. on yeah. Scott? Yeah. The East End is just... You know, across the freeway, but right. we would go there to go eat stuff. Oh, okay, gotcha. So I knew gotcha, that neighborhood gotcha, gotcha. very well. Yeah. You know, so it felt like yours. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I, I was very familiar with it. You know, kind of like this area as well. Like so. me with Third Ward. That's yeah. how I, like I wasn't born or raised in Third Ward, but I went to college. You knew there. the area very he well. He went to college there, like you know. And You're I very know familiar it. with yeah, it. Yeah, I love yeah. it. Yeah. So you know, uh, same thing with this area. You know, like I I went to UHD for some for a couple of years. So I knew the area well. I knew also like some spots in the neighborhood, you know, that when it when the opportunity came for me to come out here and talk to them, uh, right away I felt like I was in place, mm-hmm. you know, and it felt to me like okay, I know this area. I know people kind of. I know I understand the people in the neighborhood, and you know I think, what they're looking for. You know exactly, what's up. Exactly. Yeah. So to me it was like okay, I know we're going to be taking over. This place is gentrifying, but 
you also have to make it accommodating for the people that are here before you. Right. So that's why the menu is, is not as similar as Night Shift. There's a couple items on there that we used over there. but it's a lot different. But, mm-hmm. you know, I made the menu specific for this place as well. Love it. Have a lot Love of common it. ground with the people here. So, so, so how much interaction did you have with the beer when you came to picking out that menu? Uh, so I didn't. I didn't interact with the beer at all, you know, uh, for the same reason that, you know, when, a lot of times when you pair something with yeah. another thing, it, you have to keep it together. You know, it's like, uh, I mean, if you can describe it in any other way, it's like breaking up peanut butter and jelly. Yeah. Or, or even a hot dog. Everybody thinks mm-hmm. a hot dog supposed to have like mustard and ketchup. Right. Yeah. But here in Texas, we like to throw jalapenos in there. Here in Texas, we like to make it chili and chili. cheese. You yeah. know? So everybody has their own their own view of how they see things. And for me, it was like instead of making items paired to the drinks that we have here, why don't we make items that can be with anything you want? Mm. You know. And we make also we also explained to uh, Danny. It's like, look, we're also not wanting to do what everybody else is doing. So. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know what you're envisioning with when you're thinking about food and a brewery. It's like, but we don't want any beer in our queso. Yeah. No beer queso. Absolutely not. I got you. Yeah. Doesn't make it the queso. It, queso's it, already it, great. It should be yeah. able to be sold by itself. And queso's yeah. already great. Why yeah. are you throwing beer in there? I mean, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. The other thing is like, yeah, there's people. Beer in there is too much. The other thing is when I build a mini, I also try to, you know, think of everybody else besides the common person that comes in here right mm-hmm. sure. because you're gonna have people that are gonna come in here that are vegetarian you're gonna have people that are gonna come in here that don't drink yeah they're gonna be people that come in here for the food and they're like you know i like i personally don't have beer i personally don't drink wine but i only came to eat because i hear the food so. i just want to hang out with my friends exactly right. you know and and yeah. nowadays there's a lot of drinks that are non-alcoholic yeah. or they call them mocktails. you know mocktails yeah so i wanted to make sure that you can feel like you could still belong a part of a of a place like this, and I feel different, you know. I love that. Look at y'all. How do we feel? Look, look at Z. Look at look at Z. Look at Z. Yeah, I, I like what I'm hearing, man. I mean, I'm like I've been eating this food. I feel good after I've eaten. been been kind of yeah. sort of hearing the tunes the entire time too, I right? Mean, uh, like I've been. <laughs> I, I bought, the tunes are already given, man. I'm like, uh, yeah, that that took us under. I think I heard. But, some kind of, what did I hear this earlier? It was it was some kind of it wasn't R. Kelly, it was something else. What was it that I heard earlier? It was something earlier that they played. I wasn't ready. <laughs> I wasn't ready. It went really old school on me. I didn't I didn't keep the list, but it, it, No, because you I, parked I, up when it came. I don't remember what it was, but wasn't ready. Here for all the music and the food and the drink. And I think that's kind of like what we're seeing that everybody's taking away. It's like they're coming in. Like with local group, not many people actually knew about local group. Not many people know where right. it's at. Not right. people. Not people just. There's this perception that doesn't exist out there. So people are coming in. They're having a seat. They're getting a drink. They're getting right. some food. They're hanging out. They're getting service. They're listening to the vibes. You know, they all of it. And they're walking away. And it's like, wow. It's like definitely coming back. No, I mean it's definitely a vibe. And like, we have so many um, vibe places in Houston that are bullshit to me. <laughs> No, seriously. Yeah, yeah. Seriously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like you're getting you're getting bad drinks and you're getting overpriced for those drinks. Oh, for sure. And 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 the food is is mediocre. I mean, I, the, I I'm how, not going to name any places, but there's I remember going to a place in uh, Midtown and uh, it was a year ago I went over there with my wife and 
went to celebrate her best friend's birthday, and we sat there, and there was they were charging seventy dollars for a, a plate of like yep. breakfast bread. And I looked at it, and I terrible. tasted it, and I was like, man, they they bought all this shit at Sam's for right. sure. Like and I know they bought it all at Sam's. Like yeah, like the shit's yeah. stale and and tasteless. Yeah, nothing was fresh. You could tell that everything had already been store bought, and they were just scooping stuff out and warming yeah, it up. That's you know? what that's what I found, especially after the pandemic. Is like people are just kind of like. Lowering the bar, yeah. But you got, you, you know, as a chef, you have a, you always gonna have a standard. Man, uh, if I mean, you, you, you also wanna, you know, have like you wanna carry yourself. All you know, you don't want somebody to call you out on your bullshit. You know, right? That's For the sure. worst. That's the worst. You know, yeah. when somebody catches you and 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 knowing that you're, you know, you're half-assing everything or you're doing shortcuts, like that's the worst thing. You know, especially when you're when you're charging people double or triple. Man, it's you know, crazy because it, your chef so and so, right? Which we have some of that yeah, going on in Houston right it's, now. It's, yeah. it's everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. and it it's sucks because you know there's a lot of. I always think about mom and pops, and I always think about people like. You know, there's always small business owners that that uh, get overseen because the hype goes to somebody else, mm-hmm. and that and and if they're doing it right, props to them, you know. Right. But if they're if they're doing all the shortcuts and not doing it correctly, it sucks because people expect things like you know they they see things that are being well crafted and made, and they kind of like, nah, I'd rather go over here because this is where the hype is at. Mm-hmm. You know? For sure. For sure. What's mm. so? I have a question about what you got planned next because I, I know that you kind of got a menu that works. For what you're doing right now, so what, what's 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 kind of envisioning for you right going forward? Yeah, I see bigger. Uh, I mean, I I always I didn't make it my mission until you know recently where I was like now I'll, all I want to do is you know cater to what I grew up on. You know, people that that are very common like me. You know that that I don't want them to feel like I said earlier. I don't want them to feel like they they don't belong somewhere. You know. Sure. I, I've had friends of mine tell me like, "Oh man, I'm I'm either too ghetto for that, or or oh, or oh no, that's not for me." And it's like, no, like it it could be for like everybody. Have said that to you? Yeah, really? I've had friends tell me that. You know, uh-huh. where they feel like, "Oh, nah, it ain't for me," or "No, you know what? I feel I miss out of place." No, I feel ghetto. Yeah. I feel too ghetto. Yeah. No, um, they they say I'm too ghetto for that. That's fucked up. Yeah, and 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 I always they, wonder they why. They shut themselves down. Yeah. From the experience yeah. Even. Because I guess they've been somewhere where somebody looked down upon them or that's looked at them different. Up. And for for yeah. me, it's like no, I'm never gonna look at you different. No. At the end of the day, you pay the bills here. You know, right. like right. you're helping us, so I'm gonna make sure that we respect everybody that comes Man, in this room. Like the fact, yeah, you. and the fact that somebody thinks that about themselves is really fucked up. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. it's come to that that point where wow. there's you know. There's people that feel miss out of place, you know. No, well, oh, I know, I know the feeling of feeling that way, but for someone to actually verberate, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm too ghetto for that. And, and it sucks. Again, it sucks because they're missing out on up. on a uh, on a culture. They're also missing out yeah. on, you know, on some a creativity that could and that could spark something up for them. Yeah. You know? Bro, they don't even know. Yeah. culture, creativity, and all that all that mixes into it. I love so, it. So and, I'm and, gonna say this. I'm gonna say this. As what's up in the cup. We're here to help y'all cultivate whatever sure. needs to be, like for real. We're yeah, no, and, and I think uh, you know the craft brewing industry itself can for also real. take away from that too. It's like, it's it's you know just craft brewing in general could be a very intimidating thing. Like originally, that's why we started it was exactly. because we didn't see enough people that look like us at the craft breweries. Yeah, yeah. That was and, the issue. and that's the other thing now. Like you know, one thing that him and I heard one time when we were sitting here, there was a customer that came in and he was so shocked. He was like, "Shit!" Like y'all must have changed this place. And we're like, "Yeah," and he's like. Because the prices on the food are way different than what they used to be. Man. Yeah. And and all our items are under $20. Yeah. You know? 
So that way you can have a good full meal. But it's like way, way under. It's different than when you go anywhere else in Houston. If you go to a craft brewery place, it's completely yeah. different. Yeah, craft brewing doesn't mean expensive. No. You know, that's and good beer doesn't mean expensive. Absolutely not. Yeah. You know? and, and, and I get it. Everybody has to make money. You know, it's a business. But they're, they're jacking but things up. Exactly. And my other thing about that is that, you know, I get it. We all have to pay the bills. We all have to, you know, pay our staff. But if you're doing it right you don't have to you can still be the best mm-hmm. and competitive pricing with everybody else mm. you know without sure. you know gouging the hell out of prices yeah, shout to bobby hugel because he does that he's good about that to me like compared to some of the other uh craft drink scenes yeah you know what i mean like well, wait, wait, wait till we got cocktails. I mean, we're about to change the game. I'm ready to do that tomorrow. Let's do cocktails tomorrow. Today, tonight, we can do it. I know this is promo for us, but it's like we truly, we truly believe in what we're doing here. And it also goes back to again paying respect to the neighborhood, right? Because you know these apartments, they're here now, but they're not the people that they weren't here before. You know, and then the other thing about it is that like, you know, at any moment, these are apartments. People can move anytime. But the people like got set up like little yeah. matchboxes that get blown up and and and, down. and people here in the neighborhood we've met neighbors that have been here since their house they their their generation is since the house was built their family oh, moved in and they just kept it going in their generation you know they're the ones that are gonna if a pan, God forbid but if everything shuts down again and a pandemic happens they're the ones that are gonna walk over here with yeah, us you know sure. they're gonna come and support us because we're respecting them and we're for respecting sure. also the. Yeah. The uh, the demographic of this neighborhood, right. you know. Yeah, yeah so. exactly. Your your neighborhood is represented right here, mm-hmm. so please come in here. It's I'm one right. of the it's one of the things that uh, uh, Mr. Bergeron taught me at at Shipley's, You know, when I was there with him, there was one time where I told him, "Hey, you know the price. You know, we need to kind of adjust prices and going up. You know, that we're almost there." He said, he told me like, "I get it, but you got to understand like, not everybody in this neighborhood has gotten a raise, right? You know." And he said, sure, so, that's so, very so we'll wait a little bit. He said, we'll wait a little longer than everybody else. And if that hurts us a little bit, that's fine. But I know right. that at least if we do that, as time goes, they'll still keep rolling with us. Yeah. You know? so. Right. Because they'll remember those hard times. Yeah. Dude, I appreciate you jumping for on real. with us, dude. Like, man, Thank I you love for this, taking man. the time. No, no, for sure, for sure. Dude, we, don't, we don't always get the chefs. No, we don't always get it's, the chefs. I think we've had two. I've, two that I can think of. Groove? I'm really trying Groove? to think. Who? Groove the Funky Chef. Oh, Groove. Oh, that's different. Yeah, that was. Yeah. That was oh, that but was the water. you know, yeah. Groove the Funky no. Chef from right, Water's man. Edge. Yeah. He used to be at Water's Edge, and now he's at somewhere else. But City Orchard. City Orchard. Okay. Yeah. And now you. Like, those are the only yeah, two we, chefs we, we, I can think yeah. of. Like, we haven't had that many yeah, chefs. Yeah, I'm thinking about yeah. like that. That is the only other chef that we've had come on and jump on, man. And, uh, and give us so much insight. Yeah, yeah, yeah but, but so I, thank you. And I appreciate you. Yeah, for real. That, I mean, it's that's, the, that's the thing that people don't have to, that when we talk about food industry, that's the conversation that we had because everybody always oh, like, oh, we get, we get fed, like these are our new prices. Yeah, and people go. just feed their but faces. They don't think all, about the background. You know, people have this, this, you know, perspective that, you know, when you're a chef, you're supposed to produce these high-end fine dining meals, but there's nothing wrong with producing something that's good. You just want to please the and people. And economically that's viable it. for yeah. everybody else. That's it, you know. That's it. Yeah, Wait. I'm here for it. Yeah. All right. Hey. So, fellas, we're going to wrap up, man. Yeah. Because yes. this has been a very, very fun and long. Thank interview. you, Jorge. There's a lot happening under this roof here at 1504 Chapman. Man, we, hey. might, we might have to come back. There's a lot happening part here. Two, part I am three, definitely part coming four. back. And this is still like phase one. It we're might not be even... like House of Dragons 
<laughs> we're Don't in trans. We're in transition. There's still bigger things on the on the yeah. calendar. Yeah. I mean, but everybody, we, we can see that. But the, the yeah. common denominator, everybody we've been involved with, they're always look. They all seem to be looking ahead. He's looking ahead on the food. Yeah. You're looking ahead on you and Dave looking ahead on the business. Very much. I love what I'm. I'm, I'm here for it. I'm, yeah. I'm glad to be here on like the ground. I'm, I'm gonna be floor. over here. This is this is what we've chosen to do, and we're committed to it. We're committed to service. So I mean, the next wave of food is gonna be street food. You know. Yeah. Because no, that's what it is now. Yeah. Like the yeah. the the the, the, the funny thing about it is that you know when the pandemic happened, all the fine dining restaurants closed mm-hmm. you know they all were struggling but if they make so much money why couldn't they stay open mm-hmm. you know make another hole yeah yeah <laughs> for real so it, you know it, what i'm saying <laughs> it's, it's 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 very important to always think ahead like yeah you always have to be ahead and and for us it's the grist is the grind the grind is the hustle and that's the passion he said, so he when, said when the, the grist is the so grind when, 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 yeah. so, when, so when is the official name change gonna be like it uh, it's gonna be a, a mixture of like when we actually get the uh, certificate from uh, TABC for the mixed beverage okay in addition to doing some cosmetic changes Okay. okay. So, so then, at that point, we'll start referring to. Do you have a TBA for that? Or? Uh, it's a hurry up and wait right now. But okay. Sure. Yeah, I've heard. I've heard it's, yeah. it's been very hard to get yeah, that get that going, to. but that's yeah. the time. Yeah. You got to deal with it. It's it, coming. You know, but for us, it's like you know, in business, it's like you deal with the challenges as they come up, and it's given us plenty of time to learn the area, learn what works, learn what doesn't work. For and sure. It's time to adapt. For sure. So we're you taking take, yeah. we're taking this time and being very strategic about it. We're yeah. trying things. Y'all have been because I've seen it in the in the press. Like you get it out there yeah because everybody yeah. i mean because I, when i posted that we're gonna do the show here they're like oh do you mean grist works and all this other stuff like yeah 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 so, so it's, it's it's doing the right thing it's yeah doing the right i mean thing. we're we're stirring up you know the name out there we're getting it out there we're just getting publicity letting people know that more changes are coming it's like if you came to local group before you should come again try it now mm. it's different already yeah. And then it's still going to change once we officially rebrand as well. Okay, well, when it's officially rebranded, we know we're going to be invited here. For sure. And we're going to be invited here before it started rebranding, yeah. right? Yeah, absolutely. All right, yeah. then. So I mean, hey, uh, these apartments next door are still not filled up, so if you want to come in and you know, <laughs> take advantage of it, uh, once we get busy, the rates, I'm sure, are going to go up. One of the challenges was for <laughs> us to like make sure that, like, because, you know, the, one of the hardest things is when something's already kind of like stained, you know, mm-hmm. to remove that stain off of it. Yeah. And that's what this place had. It had a bit of a stain already. It you did. Know? It wasn't. Too, it wasn't so deep. It, it was. It was a bad it, stain. It just um, had like people yeah, knew it. It, was, yeah. it was, there was a little stain there that, but it was. It, you know, we were able to not to cover it up, but to pull it out so that way no. we can fix it. And we're doing that. You yeah. Know? Come on. Yeah. Come Again, on, gang. Most people just didn't know about it either. <laughs> so. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Because like, I remember going to the places and seeing the taps for local group, and that's about it. All but, the time. You know? Yeah, and then we came here. We had the atmosphere that was cool, but I mean, they got a lot of really good roots. Like yeah, this, this do. building, the, and the, even the beer was good. Yeah, yeah. 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 so you, you got, you got big bear. shoes to fill, but I think they have the right person to fill them. So yeah. shout to you, hey, sir. I appreciate it. Thank you for uh, having yes, us. Jorge. Thank you for coming here and supporting. And yeah. uh, you know, look, look no, forward we, to. Uh, hey, you, you see us? Like, hey, when you coming to do a show? We yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, for real. We in the house. Yeah, for real. Cool. All right, so we're going to close up shop here right now. We want to give uh, a, a, a thank you to local group, uh, Future Coming Grist Works. For, Shout uh, out to Derek. Hey, Red Potato. Hey, we Red Potato. Hey. What's up, dude? 
So, and, and we thank you for letting us come here and kick it. We about to sit here and have some fun. Let's Hell yeah, man. Let's, let's the music play. has been on point since yeah, I've been here. Yeah, I'm ready to shake now. my booty. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. you got to come out and do one of these uh, silent discos that we held every month. So Silent disc. That's right. Yeah. And we could stay here talking all day. It's all good. Yeah. We'll, we we'll, we'll put the promo really there, you know. Silent disco. Yes, sir. Oh, my gosh. And I like to dance. He's speaking of Z-Soul. Oh, shit. <laughs> and then we're going to pull out the scotch. Oh. Thanks for coming out. See you next week. We gotta go. Bye. All right, y'all. Later. <laughs> hey, thank you guys.